0: What's that? What's that? There's something gone quite wrong. What's that? This plant looks like a dong. What's that? This creature has two heads but has no arms or legs and purrs just like a cat. What's that? What's that? What's that? I haven't got a clue. What's that? This planet's pink and blue. What's that? This world is full of crazy creatures grazing. Some may say it's quite amazing or perhaps I've just been blazing. What is that? What's that? There's something with eight eyeballs with in this fed The sentinels are watching me, I think they want me dead That fish has got four anuses, I can't believe my eyes And as I land my ship, I'm sure I'm in for a surprise Oh fuck, what's this? It's trying to eat my face It missed, I'm getting off this place, it's fucked The radiation level's off the chain and all the acid rain just sucks Fuck this! What's that? What's that? I've scanned another thing My god, this one has got no skin But why? The creature surely cannot live for long I think it's time I'm moving on I'm gonna try another place Oh shit, that planet's gotta face This looks so wrong, this looks so wrong I feel like may be trimming the balls I'm gone Oh my, we now so many ways to go And there's so much that I don't know Explore across the galaxy and search for answers To the questions that have always been there In our darkest dreamland What's that? I've learned the words for ship and tool but not the word for fucked These planets full of storms and hazards really kind of suck I'd like to find a planet where I just can't breathe the air Instead my hazard suit is screwed, there's no zinc anywhere What's that? I found! There's emerald. It's all around. I've never seen so much before. My empty slots inside my suit are filling up. I simply cannot store enough. I'll mine it. Oh, I'll scan it all. I'll take it for my own. I've got to find the Atlas Stones and find the secrets of the stars. What is that?
1: Units received? Hmm. Welcome to Black Sky Legion episode 91. It's here. 3.14. You know you love it. I am your host Kai Zen. Oh. Sorry. I had to...
2: Hmm.
3: Did you just dunk your microphone?
2: Huh, one hacker.
1: Frozen beer, and then it's spilling over the top. Hold on. We have a beer <sighs> emergency, everybody. <Stay> back. <laughs> this happens all the time on NPR. Uh, yeah. So, I am your host, Kai Zen, and that beer was frozen enough that it's spilling out of the top, but that's okay. Wrong. I'm catching it. So, none is going to waste. Um... Yes, I am drinking a frozen Evil Genius Beer Company, new phone, Who this which is a caramel macchiato porter. That sounds very fancy. I'm also enjoying just a wee little bit of Bacardi Limon, a little bit of 6 and 20, and some vodka. Don't ask how the math works on that. Um, with me, as always... It is my main man in the stands, Commander Roy Cookson. Say hello to the beautiful people, Roy. Hello and happy Friday, everyone. Glad to be back. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. We should get some B-roll going. Let me do that. I, have too... I need one more hand. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, there we go. We got B-roll
3: going. Uh, also, what are you drinking tonight, Roy? I'm still working on some uh, six and twenty five grain bourbon whiskey.
1: Hmm. That is good stuff. Let me tell you, the the five mm. grain bourbon is it's a little. I'm not going to lie. It's a little on the sharp side. You can feel it. It's 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 uh, it's, a, it's strong. <laughs> After a third of a bottle, you're like, whoa, I'm catching a buzz. Uh, Yes. Also with us is Tweak, the tactical officer from uh, Opix. Say hello to the beautiful people. Tweaked, and tell us what you're drinking tonight.
4: Hello, everybody. I hope you're ready to, to, to a party with us on a wild show tonight. And as always, I've got a big, giant cup of coffee flavored with that 6-and-20 Carolina cream because uh, I, I don't know how to have my coffee any other way
1: anymore. I'm it, hooked. I'm going to warn all of you people out there. Whatever you do... Do not order the six and 20 Carolina cream unless you're ready to have a whole new habit in your life. And if you're the kind of person that can afford an extra 20 bucks a month to have a really just much better life, then for sure, order the Carolina cream. Ah, uh, Also, we have with us the lovely, the and talented, the oh so sexy, Patrick Smith Fluffy. Say hi to the beautiful people, patches. Hey, everybody. What are you drinking tonight, Patches?
5: Uh, I am drinking some dihydrogen
1: monoxide. Mm, you got to be careful with that. I hear that it causes cancer in lab rats. It does. Only in liquid form. Yeah, yeah. Right on, right on. So uh, just for the people that might not know, Patches is my guy for logos and images and videos and that kind of a stuff he makes very cool stuff for us and uh we love him for it also he happens to be a very cool streamer he has i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna commit him to he plays currently but i know for a fact he has been an elite commander he absolutely has played star citizen and he absolutely has played nomanski probably a bunch of other cool space games and then sometimes i catch his stream and he's like playing some farm simulator game and shit it's really cool um why don't you tell the people a little bit about your twitch channel and you know your stream your show and the stuff that you do and what you're streaming now
5: cool yeah um so the stream has kind of been put on hiatus uh children have a way of doing that mm. so we um 16 months ago <laughs> uh, I had my youngest son so I, I mean that's just probably, oh hell yeah French uh, in the plans for for streaming but yes I have been found uh, on the farm uh, working the land as well as uh, working the asteroid belts and whatever else um, yeah I mean there's a lot of stuff on there I, I, I started it with with farm sim And then, yeah, the stream kind of moved into Elite. I really wanted to show, like, because a lot lot of people were asking me questions about, like, hey, listen, what's a really good game you can just kind of sit Mm -hmm. down, shut your brain off, and just do? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, there's this game called Elite. And they were like, well, how big is it? And I I tell them, like, no, I don't believe you. I'm like, okay, follow me. And then eventually I'm like, (laughs) I'm sure other people want to know this, right? So fired up a a stream and, you know, had a a couple solid uh, viewers. But, uh, yeah, a lot of it was really, I enjoyed it just educating people visually educating people um and answering questions for them
1: nice um
5: yeah that was, that was the best part of it really
1: beautiful beautiful so the stream's on hiatus at the moment while you're dealing with the kids but you will be back and when you do plug your twitch channel
5: oh yeah it's um uh, patches underscore mcfluffy um on twitch
1: beautiful and we also have with us the lovely and talented katie
2: Byrne. Say hi Katie. Hello everybody and hello Kai. Um, As always, it's amazing to be on the show and tonight I am drinking a traditional vodka and coke because I'm a girl of simple tastes.
1: (laughs) You know what though? Vodka and coke girls are the best girls. Just no hassle, no stress, no, hey can I get it with a twist of lime and I need an olive, put on the side and I need, no, mm mm-mm. When you find a girl, she's like, "Hey, give me a vodka and coke, or give me a Jack and Coke." You're like, "That's marriage material right there." <laughs> you know, it's just—I'm tell you, think I'm joking, but it's—it's it's an indicator of like, "Hey, no hassle. I'm along for the ride. Let's just chill and have some fun," and that's a beautiful thing.
2: Maybe that's why Will agreed to marry me. Then
1: <laughs> that's probably what it is. I hear that Will's a
2: catch. Most definitely. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. All right, so. We've said hello to the crew, we've uh, uh, even did a little interview with Patches and talked about his stream and his, you know, all of the stuff that he does and whatnot. Let's get on to the main intro. So right off the bat, the song, the opening song was, what's that? It's a No Man's Sky parody by X-Man, good stuff. Our closing song is going to be Big Yellow Taxi by Pumplemoose, which uh, the video attached I love this band, uh, I love, I mean, the the girl's cute as a button, and the dude, I'm absolutely fascinated and enthralled and in love with him, Jack something, the dude, like, made Patreon, and then, now he's just rich as fuck, and he plays music with lots of different people, he, like, he blows his music, or, or money, on, like, uh... Like just jamming with cool musicians and stuff because he can and he doesn't care and like that's a beautiful thing. So check out those bands. Both of them. Pumple Moose has an album out. Go get it. It's good stuff. <sighs> For our intro, I want to say a huge like a, a condolences to Board Gamer on the passing of his father. His father passed away just this last week, and uh, you know, just Board Gamer is is a huge, huge sort of pillar of the star so citizen community uh a great guy and just when when something like that happens it's a it, you know it's just a kick to the gut so want to give him a send out good thoughts and and hope you know for him to to get through this well and and um yeah in addition to that i want to send out a happy birthday shout out to one of my favorite ladies on the planet dr k ross i love you so much and want to be you when i grow up Her birthday is on Sunday, August the 8th, so it's an early birthday wish because her birthday is not for two more days, but we don't do a show on that day. So I want to say happy birthday now and be the first. Um, Also, there's been some more details that have come out about the ISS, the ISS, the International Space Station's rocky week after the Nauka module incident. Uh, We've got more info on that cool, quirky Starbase that is showing more and more potential. Some interesting signs from Frontier. Rampant fun and speculation with the No Man's Sky community. And who are we kidding? The big daddy of all headlines, 3.14, is here to play this weekend! It dropped a couple hours ago,
3: and we are all kinds of excited. Roy, hit the plugs. If you're listening to us on the podcast and would like to see the live show and visuals, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash BlackSkyLegion and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash BlackSkyLegion. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch and would like to know how to catch our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash BlackSkyLegion. For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at BlackSkyLegion at gmail.com. Our very active and growing Black Sky Legion Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash BSL discord where you can check out community feedback resources on elite dangerous star citizen and no man's sky and real time updates from a variety of content creators. In addition to the discord community feedback channel, feel free to write in our YouTube comments, anything about the topic of the week, as well as anything else you'd like to share. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. On Twitch, a follow would be much appreciated. We record live on YouTube every Friday night and Twitch at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, midnight UTC, so come and join in on the fun. If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google, Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you want us to look into. We don't do Patreon, so save your money and just tell your friends about the show.
6: You're listening to the Black Sky Legion! Subscribe if you want! Who fucking cares?
3: That's right burger and subscribe if you
1: want who fucking cares all right let's get on with the show let's start off with the black Sky Legion segment right off the bat we got some news first off about last week's show uh there was an error with the YouTube on the YouTube side that we had no control over that literally so just peek behind the curtains how we make the podcast how we make the Black Sky Legion uh, highlight clips. You take the show that we record on Friday nights. You download the whole thing as a video. You first strip out the audio, send that through a scrubber, edit it, and then post it as the podcast. Then you take the full video, chop it up into little highlight clips, and like, oh, here was an interesting part of this discussion. Here was a thing that was said there. Here was whatever. Uh, In, you know... Like all of that stuff. And then we, we we upload them, put in notes, set them, schedule them, yada, yada, yada. Well, YouTube had some kind of error, network error, and it still does on that one video. Literally, that one video, you can't download. It won't let us. It'll let us download all of our other videos. You can watch the video, but when you go to download it, it says like network error, denied something, access, whatever. I don't know. It's, a, it's an error, it's never happened on any of the other shows that we've done, and we've done many, never happened. But on this one particular one, it's screwed, and there was, we just couldn't download it. So, no highlight clips. Through the help of someone who knew some way to get a hold of Strip Out the Audio, we got the audio, and I literally just today uploaded last week's audio for the podcast version. But... I don't know it was a screw up it's something it's not on our side i had other people test it as well because i am very technically illiterate so and they were like yeah no that's weird it it's some kind of it's giving me an error code and it's like yeah uh so anyways um that is that and we're gonna just roll from here we had no highlight clips last week we will have highlight clips next week so long as the video works and we'll do our best to deal with it. In addition to that, our Discord is undergoing a refresh with new channels that have been broken up uh, for the Holy Trinity. So if you're an elite player, you don't have to see Star Citizen channels and stuff. Or No Man's Sky stuff. Or the same, if you're a Star Citizen player, you don't have to see Elite or No Man's Sky. Or if you're No Man's Sky, you don't have to see Elite and Star Citizen. You can pick what you want to be a part of, what you want to get notices for, and ignore the rest. And that helps the Discord to not be so sort of big and unwieldy. It is, you know, easier for people to enjoy. So that's the thing we're doing. Also... Select persons for each of the three games. So for Star Citizen, for Elite Dangerous, for No Man's Sky. These people are either the crew and or people with the researcher tag for that game will be able to now create events for those games. They will post a notice in the news channel for that game. So Elite has its own news channel. Star Citizen has its own news channel. No man's sky has its own news channel and they will post a notice saying, Hey, there's going to be an event. We're going to do a meetup. We're going to do group mining. We're going to do group bounty hunting. We're going to go do the CG. We're going to go do a whatever, all of those people. And it's not me. That's going to be saying, Hey, we're doing an event. Although I might, but it's going to be me or Roy or Katie, or, uh, uh, you know, any of the researchers for the various games, could say like earth surfing could say hey we're gonna do a thing for no man's sky or you know lady raincloud could say hey we're gonna do a thing for star citizen and like make a meetup make a thing you know uh chad Lozan or 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 orison uh or or you know different people could say like hey we're gonna do a thing and they'll post not only hey in the news channel they'll say Here's where, where it's going to be. Here's when it's going to be or Here's how you can sign up. And then you message them or sign up and follow the instructions given in the event. And you can, you know, maybe we'll do a running of the Tonks race in 3.14. Hey, that just dropped. Tonks are a thing. You can go and buy them. If they're cheap. They're like 600 grand, whatever. They're less than a mil. You can go buy a Tonk. Imagine if we get 15 people and we do a stupid race like we do the Daymar Rally, but in Tonks, we do Tank Rally just for funsies just dumb shit because we can that would be amazing instead of the running of the bulls the running of the tonks how katie come on how awesome would that be
2: that would be absolutely amazing to yeah i would be very very excited and and it would make an amazing bit of footage too um hell yeah so much fun yeah we've got to do that now you've you've committed us Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) i make up dumb shit on the air while drunk as hell and then it becomes a thing that's the whole nature of this channel um yeah that's the thing the channel can we're going to be creating events i want to do meetups. i want to do stuff in star citizen with people i want to do stuff in elite with people i want to do um you know stuff in 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 no man's sky with people um i well we'll get to that later it's it, it's we're gonna do stuff we're gonna to try to build the community and have fun experiences with people and share those with you and speaking of that one of our researchers on the channel lady rank is going to be doing streams every saturday of some random new space game not the not the big three so for example tomorrow at 8 pm eastern time she will be doing a stream of Empyrean Galactic Survival, which is supposed to be a very cool space, um, sort of build an empire game. And I put a link to her Twitch channel in the YouTube chat. Um, so, and I think Rishroom Bot grabbed it. So go and check it out. And okay Roy got it beautiful tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern time join in on that sequel just every week she's gonna be streaming some random cool space game and you can be like oh let me check this out for free oh that looks cool I'll go buy it on steam or eh, it doesn't look like it's for me all right whatever but it's still a fun thing to do with the community in addition to that We've got some more Starbase news. We talked to you last week about the fact that Frozen by Games had put Starbase into early access uh, with their launch, um, and we have a new launch trailer to share with you. Starbase, early access now. Go check it out if that's, you know, a thing that you're into. The graphics on it look a little kind of it's that like game that kids play, the little blocks they make stuff. Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft. it looks a little Minecrafty, but that's because, unlike other games where they're designing like a you know, a special like, oh this is a super special spaceship whatever. Yeah, it's everything is built by Legos, but. You get to build whatever the hell you want. There are people in that game that have uploaded pictures where they built a crate Phantom or they built a Sidewinder. And I saw a very cool interview on that game where they were like, the creators were like, yeah, you have to keep in mind things like structural integrity or whatever. If you build a game that looks like super, super... crazy awesome and intricate but it's like super delicate and then you put a monster of an engine on it and then you're flying at like a bazillion miles an hour and try to just hang a hard left turn you can snap your ship in half like you have to design your shit with physics in mind and i think that's super super awesome i'm seeing a note in the chat see people are saying oh, it looks voxel-, voxel based it is voxel based and if you saw from that one video that we just showed you there was a part where a guy like put like a computer He attached like one component computerized component to another and like put in like a string of code you know if this then that like it's crazy intricate in a cool cool way um so yeah it's starbase early access is available on steam now The long wait is over, and Early Access is here, we are incredibly excited to launch Starbase in Early Access after more than a year in closed alpha. The game is still in alpha stage, and we are missing features and gameplay loops, but our vision is starting to come together, and it's time to open it up to the whole community. We have Early Access uh, promise of two to three updates per month. And it is outlined on a roadmap. We will introduce major new features like capital ships, station siege to the game in August to September. It looks very, very interesting. So go check it out on Steam. It's available now if that's your uh, bag. It's by Frozen by Games and it's called Starbase. Um, in addition to that, if you are interested in that and want to look into it a little further, we've got a video from Kenitor starbase day one info you need link is in the show notes and we are posting it in the live chat right now for you um this is sort of a guy who played all through the alpha and can tell you like he he's like hey you play a robot you have 18 different starting areas it's completely irrelevant which one you pick they're all identical unless you're playing with friends in which case Pick one that's the same, here's where these cities are, here's how this works with that. Do the tutorial, even if you already know how to play the game because the tutorial gives you a free ship and a loads of free money to start you off. Here's why you do this, here's why you do that, it's sort of the perfect intro video for those who are both on the fence thinking like, I might want this but I might not, I'm not sure. And then also people who are like, oh I'm buying this and I want to have a good launch, that's what you do to start so yeah in addition to that also we have some more information on hunter net starfighter i have downloaded i'm gonna be honest with you i have not had the time to boot it up yet but i'm going to look to be doing it soon katie i know has downloaded it and booted it up i've told the rest of the crew hey it is there and all of you listening you can go for free and sign up for this so you know go sign up get in on the beta test it out it's basically my understanding is the short version is it is like a very early alpha version of elite where there's no grind there's no bullshit it's just pick your ship hop right into a room and go get at some pvp combat katie tell us a little bit about it
2: so yeah i have actually played a fair amount of um hunting um starfighter um the the pvp communities of elite that that we were familiar with um they a lot of them have, have adopted uh, huntnet as like their main game now um essentially as you say it's very elite like in some ways it has a really really good flight model that is like immediately familiar to elite players including flight assist off um and it is a, a pvp combat game essentially like i uh, i'm, I'm not it's, it's got a little bit more depth to it than just an arena an arena thing uh, but there are different shiploadouts, different weapons. Um, the, the flight model is really good, the, the weapons feel really punchy. There are different modes available where some you've got the traditional um you know um leading or trailing pips and targets, or there's a mode where you have uh, this it's, it's almost like a it's interesting, it's a very clever idea where rather than the pip showing where your target's going to be, the pip changes in size based on. How close you are, how close you are to to, to leading the target correctly, um, because because I know that having spoken to the developer, um, Fernando, um, they want to push the skill side of the game. There's, there won't be any grinding in it. There won't be any uh, unlocks per se. They want to push the the pilot skill side of it, which is, I mean, for PvP, it's exactly the direction that that you want. You want a developer to go in. You want them to go in a direction that rewards you as you get better. Um, and 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 pushes game modes that focus on skill. Um, also, they 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 do regular updates. So I I know for a fact that they they update the game right now every Saturday. There is an update for the game, and they they're very very receptive to um, player feedback on their Discord. They have a, a suggestions segment of the Discord where players can leave in their feedback, and they are very very open to. At least trying out different changes based on the feedback and seeing if they if they work if they if they meet the the wants of the community that they've got there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend it as as, as said. It's uh it's essentially right now a a free sign up mm-hmm. um to the alpha you can you can pre alpha I guess you can you can sign up to it and then you will receive a download for the game and access to you know the community and it's 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 a fully fledged um multiplayer experience. It's a fully fledged. There are different ships, there are different weapons. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would really recommend giving it a go.
1: And it's through Steam. You can literally just you sign up and request a key, they'll give you a key. You take the key, put it into Steam, boom, you got your game, you got your download set up, you got everything. It's awesome. And if it's your if it's your bag, even if it's not your bag, who doesn't want to try and look around for free? Like, what? Yeah, go check it out and tell them that uh black sky legion sent you and yeah we'll be looking into this more as time follows i think i want to try to get the crew all to go download it and we'll play it and we'll shoot each other and we'll have some fun and we'll come back and tell you some more about it that takes us to the spotlight on the crew so right off the bat let's uh let's start with roy Uh, i'm gonna pull up i know you have three pictures here i'm gonna go ahead throw them up i'm gonna pull up your fourth one and i'll just sort of start to manually cycle through um Tell us about your week.
3: Yeah, so uh, in a strange turn of events, uh, I did not play Star Citizen this past week. I played some Elite. Um, I logged in after patch six and wanted to check out the planets that uh, I'd been landing on and around out of my expedition. And I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, This first picture. Um, I, you know, I I was very impressed that the sort of middle distance didn't break down in textures that looked like oatmeal, which is what had been happening. Um, and it sort of blends nicely from the, you know, the early stuff to the, to the horizon. Uh, they've added in the, the heat map persisting through glide, which was one of my complaints, um, you know, in trying to hunt biologicals previously. So that was, that was really cool to see um and and yeah i just i've i'm still i'm still bopping around doing some exploring and i haven't run into crappy looking planets so it's um i i think they're going in the right direction here it's uh it's sort of rekindled my interest in going back and doing some exploring right on right on that's kind of where i am i mean to be fair i i will get yanked back into star citizen now that 3.14, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably going to wait a few days for it to settle down a bit because I tried jumping in just before the show and I was like 14 FPS. So that, I don't know, that might not be good um, right away. So
1: yeah. that's kind of where I am. Everybody that has an account or ever has had an account is downloading and, and except for the only one that wasn't with you trying to get was Surly Platypus because he's like, whoa, 3.14 just dropped? Yeah, it did, brother. And so now he is, every last person is there. So, yeah. Um, I want to take a quick moment to give a shout out and say hello to Just Dave GG and Fist to Face, who just uh, joined us in the chat. They were earlier today on a stream with Dig That, who uh, I was listening to, and I was like, yeah, what's up, brother? Um, they were they were. They had a very very cool stream, so go and check it out. You can see his Twitch or uh, I think it was YouTube. So go check it out on YouTube. Good stuff. Um, all right, that takes us to Tweak. Tweak, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing this week in gaming, bro? Uh,
4: not a whole lot really. <coughs> I hopped on Elite a little bit to check out the Bubble Nebula. Mm-hmm. Took a couple pictures, but didn't spend a whole lot of time there. Uh, played a little bit of Mass Effect little tiny bit of a Microsoft flight simulator but mainly just pining and waiting for that PC to show up. What I have done this week though is as some of you know I'm I'm a father of four daughters. My youngest is 13 years old and she much as I did at her age is teach is learning how to play guitar. So we were in the living room earlier today working on a project and I said, you know what? If you're learning to play guitar, you should watch one of the best. So I pulled up the 1987 Guns N' Roses Live at the Ritz in New York City when their debut album dropped and watched the whole concert with her as a good father should.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. Slash is definitely one of the best, but you cannot leave out. Oh, Okay, let's start with Stevie Ray Vaughan. Then let's go okay. on. Let's go on to uh, a Mr. Um, how am I blanking on his name? Played the Star Spangled Banner at Woodstock.
2: Uh, Hendrix. Uh, Jimmy Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix.
1: Jimmy! You can't leave out. Uh, oh Jesus, I'm horrible with names. Uh, uh, Led Zeppelin. Uh, um, Jimmy, Jimmy page. page. Page Plant Page. Yes, and you cannot leave out Cream. Uh uh uh. Layla. Clapton. Clapton.
4: No i agree yeah, but Captain, I, I, yeah, I would listen. i would put stevie ray above slash and i would put jimmy above slash but, but everybody slash would else is slightly jimmy, stevie but, Ray was but all... jimmy started it yeah, yeah stevie ray's at the top mm. but slash is right up there with those guys if you've ever seen them live and you've ever seen him really do his thing and and i could actually name a bunch of others that could outplay eric clapton i mean clapton is great don't get me wrong but you got george lynch and and a bunch of guys that most people don't even know about that just uh, – you can get me talking guitar all night long. I love a guitar. <laughs> I have I have like seven of them in my house right now. So,
1: Right on. Right on. For sure. Okay. All right. Oh,
4: yeah. Ingve, Malmsteen, Steve Vai. Yep. See oh, chat. Stevie Vai. Hell, yeah. Steve Vai.
1: Hell, yeah. Vai for life, bro. All, all right. Triani Yep. Another great one. There's so many. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Eddie. You can't discount Eddie. He yeah. doesn't get enough credit. Eddie Van Halen, legit. Patches, jump in on this, brother.
5: I just want to point out there was a great movie. That, the thing that really wanted me make, made me want to play guitar better um, was this <coughs> movie called Crossroads. Oh, yes! Crossroads. Uh, yeah, the yeah. little karate kid! The karate, <laughs> karate kid! kid. Yeah. Yes! The, the guitar battle, I literally yeah. did not look at like classical guitar yeah. Even just the the like playing just with like fingering, like, oh my god, like it is just ridiculous. If you haven't seen that movie and you're like you're you're curious about guitar and you have like you just like to jam out, really watch that, like blows your mind, changes your whole perspective.
1: Hell yeah. Um totally agree. Yes, yes, yes. The oh just I feel like that movie they were like, okay, they heard the song The Devil Went Down to Georgia and they were like, Let's make it a movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Um, Let's see, Katie, what have you been up to this week? I'm going to let me go on a wild guess here. Ready? I'm gonna put some money on this one. Uh, Star Citizen of Palooza.
2: No, actually, I've been playing
1: Minesweeper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a lot of of Minesweeper. I've
2: I've been been playing Star Citizen, yeah. uh, it's been a really busy week. We've had some, some crazy things happen. Uh, as as people who watch my channel know, i put out the video of sessions with the Milsim org, the Pathfinders, the UEE Pathfinders. Um, and uh, they're an outstanding group. Um, they're very, very regular with their activities. Um, we have also, though, um, and we're, we're quite excited about this at Skunk so we have been setting up a team to enter the Daymar Rally. Uh, this is an annual rally held on the moon Deema, uh, the desert moon, um, in which you um, race between various checkpoints at long distances. It's kind of like an analog to the Dakar Rally here, obviously here on Earth, mm-hmm. Here in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a there's a there's a um, a timed element to it. Obviously, there's a there's a combat element in that players can in fact engage each other in combat during the rally. Um, we're very Excited to be participating to, to take part. I think that <laughs> um, I will be happy just to finish the race. I think, probably. You know, I've got no no illusions about about winning. Um, yeah. But we we've begun like training for it. And uh, do you know what? It's funny actually because I've never done any kind of racing before in any game really. And having I put out a video of one of our of one of our like trial runs um, in the week and it's really fun it's i've really we've really taken to it it's like a it's like a little group as a community we have really taken to the the whole teamwork aspect between the support pilot and the driver um learning the routes timing yourself trying to learn how, how the how the vehicles handle um any little tricks you can you can apply just to gain that little bit extra uh, it's been really really fun and exciting and i'd quite like to do it even outside of the the, the day rally. i'd quite like to do it on other planets and in other events and yeah i think this is something that i'm going to be that i'm going to be pursuing for a little a little more than i initially expected
1: so you had originally told me that you wanted to sign up for it it was awful you couldn't get in i I reached out to jade jade reached out to the people whatever and uh, all of a sudden there was a spot open for you and you signed (laughs) up and you're in yeah
2: the the I, I, all I can say is thank you so much. Like that thank was, you to we Jade. Found out we, I, and thank you Jade so much. Uh, that's it's absolutely incredible. <clears throat> um, when we found out that we that we were were, were too late, essentially, it was um, you know we, we were we were disappointed, and and this is re, this really kind of like I told the rest of the team tonight, and they were overjoyed. Honestly, it was it's so good, and we're so excited. Thank you Jade so much.
1: Yeah, yeah, she is one of the soul citizen people she's one of the crowd over there that she's like a regular on soul talk on thursdays and uh i was on soul talk uh last night and talked with her and yeah we we got to talking and she was like "Ah, let's see what we can do and lo and behold there's an opening looks good all right so yeah much love big big love uh hugs and kisses to jane and um Team Katie is going to go get it done.
2: Team Skunk. Team
1: team Skunk is going to get first place in the Daymar Rally. Katie guarantees it. If not, see her for (laughs) refunds. All right. All right. And uh, Patches, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to this week. Nothing. All right. Just chilling and taking care (laughs) of the family, huh? Yeah, that's it. I mean, um,
5: you know adjusting well kind of getting used to really uh working from home um so side note was uh my my dog my oldest dog i should say it's, do you see that with a dog oldest dog anyways yeah he's 11 mm-hmm. had a bit of a, a a health thing so we're i've been having to take a lot of time to kind oh, of help no. him go up, up and down the stairs um and just yeah and yeah some messes and stuff but
1: yeah whatever that's that's the joys of pet ownership <clears throat> absolutely yeah that's dogs man dogs they get you in the they pull them heartstrings for sure yeah for Uh, sure yeah and and the fact that he can't get up the stairs so good anymore is a sign of a life well lived with your family and and i'm sure there are you have if you got one you got ten thousand stories of stuff with that dog so like yeah it's it it it's 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 part of the circle part of the cycle
5: it's right and like with with the young kids, I'm just I'm, I'm whatever. At this point, it's kind of like, yeah, you're right. Life well lived. I'm we're gonna spend whatever we need to spend to kind of improve it. But you know, mm-hmm. whatever the time comes, we'll we'll do what we gotta do. But it's it's you know it's a lot harder having having the the younger yeah. kids too at the same time.
1: We're yeah, gonna, yeah, that sucks. It's like it's one of those deals where like you don't want them to learn that lesson for a couple more years, but like, yeah, <sighs> yeah,
7: yeah.
5: yeah it's it's kinda like that's so like my dog's eleven. Mm. Um and like my oldest child my oldest son is four. Mm. So all even my, my Yeah, that's it. He's been around all his life. So I when even when I took him to the to the vet just to kinda get him checked out, mm. um, you know, he was he was asking like where's you know, where is he? My dog's name's Riley. So he was like, Where's Riley? Where's Riley? And my wife was like Oh, well, he's just gone to the doctor's, and and my wife texts me. And he's like, um, he's like, yeah, um, your son is, just said uh, he needs he needs you to bring Riley home because he needs his buddy. And I'm like,
1: oh, oh god, dude, that hits yeah, you in anyway. those heartstrings. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry. Um, okay, uh, so. Where I'm at this week, uh, I completed the No Man's Sky main storyline and helped Wolf with a lot of his stuff. I've got a book full of thoughts and feels on that No Man's Sky main storyline. Um, no spoilers, I'm not going to spoil anyone, but holy cow, for something that I thought was like a cartoony little story, you know, oh, it's just a builder game, It's the uh, story's irrelevant, it's eh, just whatever. The story takes a dark and very sort of philosophical, thoughtful turn that I feel like everyone should really experience firsthand with no spoilers for themselves. So, uh, not going to give any uh, spoilers on that, but I will say, like, dude. Don't just, you know how sometimes people do the old World of Warcraft thing of like, hey, I got to the part where I turn in the quest. Tap, 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 tap get past all the talky bits. And then, oh, what's the next thing? Don't do that. All the No Man's Sky, or you're going to do that early? Okay, whatever. But as it progresses, man, that story gets deep. And, um, uh, wow. It just, just, wow. Um, in addition to that, Wolf and I toured the, the that nebula on the down-to-earth astronomy uh, fleet carrier ride tour last week. We, we, we hitched a ride there and on the purple nebula fleet carrier, and we had an interesting time. We, we found that Frontier has had some varying levels of success with frame rate issues and optimization and planetary tech and whatnot. Um, there were some things that we saw that we liked. And there were some things that we saw that we didn't. Uh, With regard to, you know, I literally have downloading in the background 3.14 and am ready to hit the ground running. I bought a Tobii eye tracker. Um, I feel like I put off updating a little bit while I was sort of doing the whole, you know, what do you call it? Uh... I'm doing No Man's Sky stuff, whatever, because I needed to remap all of my hotas or hosas. now that I have dual verbal sticks and dual stream decks, I needed to remap, like, remap all of that, and I was like, I'm just waiting for 3.14 to drop, but with that, with the Toby eye tracker, with all of the stuff, you are gonna be seeing me play the living shit out of Star Citizen coming up here, I am ready for it, I had my little bit of a break, I was like, I'm just gonna hold off till 3.14 drops, well... It dropped baby and I'm ready so that's where I'm at for the week. All right, and that takes us to And now star system news weekly All right point one obviously three point one four dropped to the pu this afternoon and life is good There was much rejoicing we have a trio of videos that we are going to play for you we're going to go ahead and start it and we're going to hit each one and afterwards we're going to go around the crew and just let everybody well actually we'll do after each one we'll let people sort of give their opinions but um yeah so let's hit it up was uh the star citizen 3.14 trailer welcome to orison it dropped earlier today and it is amazeball uh let's go through the crew and see who's got something to add to that tweet Hop in uh how good did all that stuff look i mean oh cloud God. city
4: for god's I, I am so happy this dropped before i get my pc so that When I get in there, it's just, it's, it will be the game. That's all it is. It's the game and I won't have to relearn anything. And I can't say Orison will be the first place I go to, but it's definitely on the list to go check out Cloud City. I've been waiting since 1980 to do something like that. And I can't, I can't not say it. I mean, that patch alone, you saw on that video, all those things that were released in that patch, that's more content than what was included in Odyssey that was worked on for two plus years by a crew. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they're they're killing it over there.
1: And excited for the next one, too. And it was free, and it was on time, and it was as advertised. (laughs)
4: Yeah. And tested the hell out of it, too. They didn't just pop pop it out there. I mean, they tested and tested and tested. So, yeah, hats off to CIG. This is a good one. Hell, yes. Patches.
5: So, the ink's not dry yet on my Star Citizenship, Mm -hmm. but that... I am just, so when I heard that line in there, just the illegal blockade, I was like, oh man, I just had this like Star Wars, like Mm -hmm. kid, childish, like just need to get in there and just whoop some space ass.
1: So let me break (laughs) that down for you. That's not just some little mission somewhere that it's like, oh, I got a mission and they tell me and it's just flavor text. That is a thing called Ninetales. So there's a gang called the Ninetales. And they are a criminal space thug organization. And basically, they're going to be going around and shutting down stations. They're going to be blockading stations where, you know, they feel they can get away with it. And it's going to create, for for elite dangerous commanders, the best way I can say it is, it's going to create sort of a pop-up CG. And when that happens, when this event happens, you're going to get missions for both sides. You can go to the military-government-police side and take a mission to help sort of run the blockade. Like, go in. They're going to have, like, police-slash-military ships that are going to come in to, like, try to put down the insurrection. Just like in a CZ where, you know, you've got two armies, and you can choose to fight for that side and take their missions and go and try to put down the insurrection, or... You can go to the gang side and accept their missions and fight with them. And it is a it is a that is a dynamic mission based PVP event where you will be flying against other citizens as well as NPCs. You will have mission objectives to hit. There will be multiple stages of the event that have different like at one point it's gonna be a recon thing. At one point it's gonna be a direct combat thing. At another point, they've said there's like multiple stages, and they've only they've very clearly said, like, oh, there's like five stages, but we can only tell you what the first two are. Like, there's stuff happening that's cool and dynamic and 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 vibrant in the story that you get to take part in. Katie.
2: I um, am super excited about this. I've not had a chance to, actually. I I, I downloaded it and I ran it. And um, as you said, because there were so many people jumping around, the performance was not not as good. Um, I did do a little optimizing and it got it running smoothly. Um, I have not had a chance to do anything in it just yet. I'm super excited to give it a go later on. Um, But I will say a little feature that I don't think most people would be excited for as much as we are is that... Air, aircraft, um, spacecraft, and, and any any flying vehicles now have uh, compasses uh, in them. And that includes the Dragonfly. So that'll help us with our, with our rally efforts because that'll make it so much, much easier to plan routes and know where we're going.
1: <laughs> so for new players that might not know what the Dragonfly is, the Dragonfly, remember uh, the Empire Strikes Back? They had, not the Empire Strikes Back, the Return of the Jedi. They Return had those the speeder bikes on Z- Endor. It looks like one of them little speeder bikes, only... You can fly it four feet off the ground like a speeder bike, or you could just aim up and take it flying around in space. It is cool as shit. And I, I can't wait to see Katie tearing around the planet on a speeder bike.
3: Roy, you're up. Yeah, watching that video, man. It was uh it got chilly. I got goosebumps, and then it got a little dusty in here. I was watching the uh that that large fleet of ships flying to Ninetales and what was running through my mind is there's actually going to be that many people in the instance and that's what it's going to look like. Like it's going to be the real deal. It's exciting. It's mind-blowing
4: isn't it? (laughs) Yeah
1: it's real. It's exciting. Let's break down some of the things just for new players or new people to the project or people that haven't joined the project yet and are like, eh, okay, I saw a video, it looked like some cool shit, eh, what did I really see? All right, let's talk about what you saw. Number one, you saw a gas giant with volumetric clouds, you can fly in that gas giant, you go deeper, and your ship starts to take pressure damage, your ships are all rated for different kinds of pressure that they can take, and there's different sort of performance profiles that you'll be dealing with in the different layers or levels of pressure and clouds so you saw gas giants something we've been asking for forever in elite you saw orison a floating cloud city that's built up of a ton of these platforms. They have trams going back and forth. It is in atmosphere. It is a breathable atmosphere. You have like 40 different platforms that are big with forest type whatever, like little, 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 like parks planted and and, and high rise buildings and, and trams connecting them and technical stuff and whatever. You saw the Constellation Taurus, the, the Connie Taurus, uh, a, a new ship that was added to the game. You saw the tail event stuff that was in there. You saw some stuff about uh, the capacitor play uh, that they did where they're adding in ability for you to be highly detailed in how you sort of run your ship just
4: just your power
1: settings you, you saw stuff in there with scanning changes and, and and very briefly like you wouldn't know it unless you knew what you were looking for you saw uh did i say the nine tail event that's one of the events you there are also other dynamic events such as xenothreat mark 2 version 2 that's in there and there's another one coming that is uh, i forgot what's the name of like impersonator or insurrector or there's a name uh that they gave it. They it literally all we know about it so far is the code name where it's like 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 you're a spy embedded. There's some kind of weird mission event uh, where I, I don't know. It's 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 right now people don't know what it is, but there's another event thing that they've just mentioned that's coming. Jump Town 2 is a thing that they've mentioned is coming. It wasn't really mentioned in this video, but it's coming. All of that stuff. And, and how much does that cost you, Roy? How much does that cost you, Tweak? The answer is it costs you $0. You bought your $45 original ship and it costs you zero extra dollars. It just comes four times a year, once a quarter, you get a new drop from them. I can almost guarantee you, I can't guarantee you officially, but I can almost guarantee you the next drop, this is 3.14 drop today, 3.15 will be dropping. By October 9th, CitizenCon, because that's a thing that they do and they make a lot of money doing it. 3.15 is going to be a huge one,
4: adding all the medical gameplay and everything that it's going to bring.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Absolutely.
1: So that was that trailer. I, I'm so excited. We got to hop into the next one. Let's see it.
7: They say that some things just don't go out of style. That the true classics
1: never die.
7: Touring, exploration, combat, and now introducing long-haul freight. The all-new Robert Space Industries Constellation Taurus still does it all.
1: Hell yes! Look at that! Not only do you get new ships in Star Citizen all the freaking time, but they have cool commercials to come with them that you're like, "Oh, I want to go to there." Uh, yeah, the Connie Taurus. That's honestly, I wasn't super hyped for the other Connies. The Connie Taurus is one that I'm like, "Yeah, I think, uh, I think this is hitting me in the I could be interested in." I like um uh, about the Connie. Sort of its size, I like the idea of, like, having a a small-ish crew, but still a crew. Um, Let's get real for a second. In Elite Dangerous, and I'm just using this as an example, I'm not trying to shit on Elite. I love Elite. I'm just using this as an example. In Elite Dangerous, every ship is a one-person ship. Multi-crew isn't a thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, technically, okay, you're in my ship, I get a pip. And you can use an SLF. Uh, Okay. In Star Citizen, multi-crew is a real like you need a guy that's operating the missile turret, you know, missile operator mode. You need somebody in the turrets. You need people doing the things and it makes your ship actually more viable. Three people, four people working together in a Connie Taurus is gonna make it a much more viable ship than if you were to say like, when's the last time, honestly, elite players? When's the last time you got together with four of your friends to multi or three of your friends to multi crew in a Type Nine or in a in a uh, 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 cutter? You don't, cause like, well, oh, I get an extra pip. All right, never, never once. It's a different feel, and the idea in Star Citizen where you need, like, that's why bigger ships aren't really sort of paid to win because a bigger ship is kind of useless and trash if you don't have a crew to properly crew it. So like you sort of, you sort of, you know, like the idea of a three man ship or a four man ship, it's a cool thing because you're not flying it by yourself. You're basically playing firefly. It's you and a group of your buddies and you got a mission and you're trying to do a thing and you're all working together. And I kind of think that's a beautiful thing. And I kind of would love for elite to take a a hint of that and put in some cool functionality in multi-crew. I I, I'm not saying like, Oh, Elite is you I'm saying like, yeah, take the hint. But there's a good thing there. Make it, uh, it would be awesome. Uh, let's go around the horn and give everybody a chance to hop in. First, Katie, you you were up.
2: Um, yes. Yeah, so, as you mentioned in the the const I, I personally of the constellation varieties, I like the Andromeda because it's kind of a gunship. Um, but they are there's a there's a certain size of ship in Star Citizen mm-hmm. that are viable both solo and with the crew. And mm-hmm. this is what I love about the constellation and the the, the cutlass and ships like that is that you can fly them solo and they are effective, but they become incredibly effective if you have crew on your turrets if you have a missile operator on the ship um that is in contrast to something like we, we had an amazing experience that, that again um is is such a such a kind of breath of fresh air from the multiple experience you get in elite uh, with a ship called the hammerheads this week and um, for those who aren't familiar it's, it's oh. a giant warship essentially with like six turrets on it and mm. And we had a crew of seven on the ship. Everyone on the turret, and without without the turret, it would be like like you say, it would be almost unusable. Essentially, without the crew, mm-hmm. you need the crew on board. But you can do cool things like we were engaging all these targets. We were focusing on targets, engaging different targets, and then. I was on the top turret, which is arguably the best turret on the ship. Mm. But I didn't want to hog that, so I, I said, hey, does anyone want to you know, jump on? Or who was in one of the slide turrets, was like, yeah, I'll jump on. And you can get out of the turret, you can walk around the inside of the mm. ship, mm. go over, meet them at the door of their turret, they come out. It's such an immersive experience. We even had um, an EV. we had a little away mission. We got four of us, you know, at the station, the front doors opened. We EVA'd out to the station. We still got crew in the ship. They're they, they watching our backs from the ship. Um, it was, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, an, it's a, such a kind of, the depth of the uh, the experience is incredible. You really do feel like you are living that space life, so to speak.
1: And coming up, as they incorporate more and more subsystems, you know, for example, they've shown details of how they're doing that fire or whatever. You, you, you get, you take a lot of fire, you take some damage, a fire sparks up on, you know, deck one, and now you know the pilot calls out, "Katie, Audaxius, get off your uh, uh, turrets! Everybody else, stay on the turrets. Katie and Audaxius, go put out that fire quick before we're dead. Oh, we got to put out the fire. We got a problem though. We're we're leaking fuel from here. Whatever. All right, patch it up. Do whatever. Oh, Audaxius is hurt. Katie, get get him to the med bay. Get him get him fixed. Like there's so much
2: stuff How there. Roy.
3: It's gonna be so good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. <laughs> it's hard to describe the difference in multiplayer experiences. And it's not just all the cool stuff. It's actually when all the wonky stuff happens too, that like hilarity ensues. Mm-hmm. Cause you, you start trying to problem solve, you know, someone just got murdered by the elevator. <laughs> now we got to go do something else or I'm stuck in the chair and like, we figure that out. And uh, now we got to go do an EVA cause he's coming back from this place. Like it, it's sort of, it's even when bad things happen, they're fun. is, is how I put it I'm I'm you
1: know, testing. I'm testing my rifle out the back of the ship while some guy yaps at me about No Man's Sky. I got a crime stat. Oh, shit. We got to go figure this out. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. Patches, you're up.
5: Yeah. So, like, just looking at this and just seeing, like, that whole commercial with, like, all the different vehicles, this is basically the ship I was hoping to get when I purchased my first Anaconda in Elite. Mm. This is, like, that like a true crude experience that you don't need a a lot of people to do it and you can again like like um katie was saying you could run it by yourself but just having you know a couple friends get on like this is this is really like i said what the experience i was hoping to get out of the anaconda and elite that i'm glad that there's something i can look
1: forward to getting in star citizen hell yeah um Yeah. Let's hop into the next one. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Let's hop in because I want to hear your guys'
8: opinion on this. Welcome to Orison, the Empire's only orbital in-atmosphere vehicle production line. Stanton II's first orbital platforms were built by the UEE Navy in 2855 and considered by many to be an engineering marvel of the time. Used to repair capital ships, Providence Platform played an important role in keeping our brave starmen flying and helping the universe stay safe. Crusader Industries adopted Stanton II as its new home in 2865. Soon after, Providence Platform was converted into one of the most advanced shipyards ever in operation. Combining the benefits of low-gravity construction with the ease of atmospheric manufacturing, Crusader Industries can produce larger spacecraft faster and safer. Notice how our unique platforms allow the framework of the Hercules Starlifter to be reinforced without the strain of full gravity using a bonding technique only possible in breathable atmosphere. And in preparation for the next generation of starships, Crusader engineers are already hard at work developing new innovative manufacturing techniques. When it comes to the future of spaceflight, At Providence Platform, the sky's the limit. But what about beyond the shipyards? Since its founding, Orison has continued to grow and change into much more than industrial platforms. Today, it's known as an unforgettable destination, where employees and visitors alike can gather among the clouds to relax and unwind. At the heart of this new Orison is CloudView Center where luxurious gardens feature breathtaking vistas, renowned art installations, and first-class shops and entertainment. With all this, it's easy to see why millions of people consider Crusader a journey worth making. All made possible thanks to the most important part of Crusader Industries, our incredible family of workers. Enjoy your visit.
1: So that's what a station looks like when it's not one room. Uh, Roy. People are totally going to have in-game <laughs> weddings there. People are absolutely going to have. They have an amazing Zen garden on, I think it's like platform nine. It, they, there's a couple of different ones, but there's one where it's like an amazing Zen garden. Uh, yeah. Tweet. Tweet. Yeah to me that's an example of
4: another <laughs> sign of how much CIG cares about this project believes in this project and promoting this project to build a commercial like that to build lore around an asset that they put in game I can't remember the last time Elite did that and oh did that did that video mention new ships that 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 factory is going to be building when when's the last time Elite Fdev said that we're going to get new ships oh that's right they haven't right
6: about two years ago
4: again blows my mind
1: yeah about two years ago uh yeah so uh number one you're seeing an amazing detailed intricate immersive environment that allows players to do literally i could go you know let's say i don't know let's say i live in philly and roy lives in fucking i don't know wherever he lives and and uh, like he's my brother right we haven't seen each other whatever we're both video game nerds we're both space geeks we like whatever i can go with him and have a barbecue on a thing and just sit down and talk you know i could sit there and have a talk you know both of us sitting on a bench just looking out at the, the the sunset over a gas giant and i could sit there with patches and we could talk about like oh man this is this is fucking killing me with this the dog and the kids and like we yeah i gotta think about okay how long do we wait before we get a new dog we're gonna wait like about a year or whatever show respect to the guy and, and this like you can literally just have an immersive actual experience a human connection with another person that you know you just happen to be like you're separated by you know thousands of miles you know patches is in canada i'm i'm here in philly uh covid is makes travel a pain in the balls but like we could sit there and have a conversation. It's not even technically video gameplay. At this point, basically Star Citizen is like, we're going to put together the best spaceship video game you've ever seen and Second Life, and we're gonna just merge them and make them a thing. We're on our way to the Oasis. Like, legit, no joke. Um, Yeah, Katie.
2: So, I mean, um, uh, yeah, I, I, everything that you've just said is 100% um, um, both viable and uh, incredibly immersive as well to do those things. Um, I wanted to just touch on what, what Tweaks I just said just um, then. In anticipation of the uh, of the, the new patch, I actually checked out, I went onto the RSA website today and actually for the first time, I checked out the roadmap, mm. uh, the roadmap, and, and it, there were two tabs on the roadmap. If anyone's going to look at it, there's the... Uh, there's the I think the team tracker and then there's the deliverables tab. Mm-hmm. If you click on the deliverables tab, I was quite amazed actually because it lists everything that is being worked on. It gives a time frame for how long that is expected to take. It shows a graph like with like the, the, the kind of like a timeline with like bars on it that shows when these things are going to be going to going to be finished or going to be deliverable into the game. It's remarkable like how much how much tracking is going on with behind the scenes and you can go and just look oh i'm interested in this i'm interested in for example um ai navigation on planetary surfaces because then they'll be able to add combat stuff on the surface of planets it's uh, just in bunkers and that that's on there and you can see the timeline for it and it's it's very close to completion actually i was surprised how close to completion it is um everything on there you can look at a feature that you're interested in and see when that feature is expected to be done, and and you mm-hmm. know the progress on it, and it's it's remarkable how much information there is on the development of the game.
1: Hmm. And uh, patches, you had uh, a point that I can I can tell right now is really going to resonate with me. Hop in.
5: Yeah. So. Looking at, like, how, how much depth they're putting into these stations, I, I know, like, and, and not, again, you know, not to shit on Elite, but that, that was my, my, my first kind of space game and, and one that I played the longest. When you picked a home system, it was kind of like just because of convenience, you know, what was next to you, this, that, whatever mission mm-hmm. type stuff. But I'm finding the actual interactions you can have with people and the depth that they put into the actual design of the stations when it's more than one room um, really makes it feel like a true home station. You actually give a shit about the place that you call home in this virtual world.
1: Oh hell yes! So like like you said,
5: sitting down having drinks, like people that you fly with, like you will have you know essentially neighbors or people you run across, you know on the the boardwalks, through the parks, through these these Zen gardens. So it's gonna be like real people um that you're gonna be interacting with and and give it much more a sense of a of a real belonging uh in the game like you actually own and will fight for this little piece of
1: yeah um you know whatever a hundred percent for me my home with my space wife and my space 2.4 kids and my space dog is going to be on orison i'm going to have an apartment in everest harbor and that's where I go for the week because I got to go do work. Daddy's got to go make money to pay them bills. But my home with the with the little picket fence and the view and whatnot is going to be on Orison. And previous to this, it would be like there are people who is like, oh, no, my home is going to be I love the Blade Runner feel of this city. Or I love the, you know, previous to Orison, let's be honest, the prettiest one was on Microtech. Uh, you know there's there's going to be people that have a uh, they gravitate towards a certain vibe and they're going to like what they like Tweet. yeah
4: to touch on what patches was just saying too and and he's, you're 100 percent correct you're going to fall in love with these places and other people are and you're going to have neighbors you're going to see the same people around here and there and then imagine what happens if a nine tails event happens there and, and your city gets locked down or whatever and and all of a sudden, you give a shit. You care about it, and it would make that event that much uh, more real, I guess, more fun, more emotional. It just, to me, the the, the possibilities are endless. With I, I totally see, and what you said with this is just like a second space life, I am going to get lost in Star Citizen, bugs and glitches and all. Uh, this is the kind of the game, I mean, I, I've lost myself in Elite for 4,000 hours. This one is going to pr- possibly be the rest game my forever game it could be the game for the rest of my life right on this is what i've been waiting for right on
1: in addition to these three videos that dropped today the store the the robert space industry pledge store had an addition finley the Stormwall. so you saw in the videos here that the big space whale there's a little plushie there's a little mascot for orison which is their little Uh, Stuffed teddy bear space whale It's super little cute And you can actually buy the damn thing IRL and have a little You know stuffy Stuffed uh, teddy bear Space whale Finley the plushie Uh, So link is in the show notes Go and get it if that's the shit that you like Um, And yes Absolutely Uh, Hop in with your, your thing Katie on the other one
2: Oh, I just want to say that um, if if they ever do a uh, Pico the Penguin as well... They I, did. Oh, my God. They did? They did? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I would so love to have a Pico the Penguin at home. <laughs> not,
1: not only did they do Pico the Penguin uh, IRL and in-game, you can get it as an in-game object and set it on your bed. I know you like to set little boxes oh, yeah. and stuff I, on your I, bed. I
2: actually... I actually discovered quite recently, actually, that the the store for them at Microtech um, at, um, at Newbury Spaceport <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, remarkable. Like so again, the attention to detail. Whether there's different versions. Yep, of, on the, the, the skateboard, snowboard, the diff- snowboard. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah
4: they're they're supposed to You know, be a cave. With- full of them somewhere in game two in the
1: there business. there is that's not a rumor that's a confirmed thing there is a cave somewhere in the stanton system an abandoned cave that no one has discovered or at least no one has said they discovered yet it is just this massive cavern that is full of thousands and thousands of picos that are just sitting there just just because why not uh all right In addition to that, Soul Talk yesterday. Uh, So Soul Citizens they do Soul Citizens is the Sunday show. Soul Talk is the Thursday show. I was on it last night. Tweak was in the audience. Uh, Yeah, they did an episode ISC production induction and um, uh, I was on it with some other people. Uh, We had uh, Jade was on it and Fist to Face and DK and obviously the presenters. You had FastCart, and uh, uh, Griff uh, Gaming, um, like and and there were like four or five other people on the panel. It was a, it was a good group. Um, go check it out. They, I, I, I will not hesitate to say. I will be completely honest and tell you they do a better show than us. If you just want Star Citizen, we do a multitude of things. They do. One thing, and they do it amazingly well. Go check out their show. You can get it in a podcast. You can watch it on the YouTube uh, and and Twitch streams. It is phenomenal. In addition, we have two count them two uh, new guides by Phazon Gaming Redefined. Uh, a very he, he makes good guides. Uh, it's underrated. Don't have enough. Uh, clicks on them for my liking doesn't have enough subs for my liking so go Subscribe to his channel and check out the guides the two new guides that dropped today are specifically for the new 3.14 content uh, one is um, The the guide to capacitor management and the other one is the how to scan how to use the scan mode They're both phenomenal. They're you know brief and to the point um Good, good stuff. Yes, I, if I didn't call it out, Fist to Face was absolutely on the panel last night with us. And he is an amazing musician. I've got to talk to him about making some music stuff for the channel as well because he, he does some phenomenal uh, music stuff. So huge, huge salute. Um, okay, let's see here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, next next time we got so much stuff to get to Riamar. Next time next week I promise you next week we will play that Reclaimer vid cuz it is amazing balls. Um All right. And the let's takes us to the Star Citizen discussion topic. I'm not going to lie. We had like five other things for Star Citizen and I scraped them off the table and uh we had a discussion topic and i threw it out the window because we needed to make room for all of the stuff that just dropped this afternoon with 3.14 and these amazing videos and and new guides and all of the new stuff so i'm just going to make this open talk there's no dot system now let's hop in one at a time i'm going to start calling on roy to share some thoughts on just all of this amazing news this week and we're just going to everybody try not to talk over each other but we'll just kind of let it, let the conversation flow. I want to just have a nice organic conversation for a little while while you guys get to express yourself. Go.
3: Yeah. Well, there's so much to, so much to look forward to in this patch. For me, I, I love theory crafting. And so I'm really, really looking forward to playing with all these changes they've made to, you know, the thrusters work and the scanners. I'm really looking for, I use the scanner a lot. Um, I'm loving how it, Looks and uh, the the new way they've changed it. It looks a lot more um, utilitarian, a lot more helpful. Um, and uh, you know, I've been trying to build up muscle memory in combat, so I'm curious to see how much of that's transferable. If uh, if the sort of the different different ways that the thrusters and stuff are working are gonna gonna mess with that a bit, but I, it's a, it's all good. I'm I'm um, I, I had just started diving into ship builds and weapon loadouts and stuff, so I'm. No, I'm curious about how the shields. Let me. Oh, that's gonna work too.
1: Let me ask you, Roy. Did you do any PTU? I did not. Okay. Not do any. The biggest thing that's gonna change is they with adding in this capacitor gameplay. It's basically sort of similar to the pips system in Elite. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna need to have now a you know a a four way hat that is gonna be one of your main buttons that you're you're hitting like every. You're probably you know maybe like one click every one and a half seconds and and it's constantly where you're clicking to move move capacitor to shields move capacitor to engine move capacitor to guns move capacitor to like the then there's like your fourth option which is sort of the reset like balance mode pretty much very similar to elite so that's going to be the biggest change i think you're going to need to sort of incorporate into your second to second combat play Katie, I know you've been just killing the hell out of Star Citizen. Give us some of your thoughts on all this.
2: I am also, funnily enough, actually, you mentioned about the, the PIP system there, um, the, the power triangle now becoming like PIPs and the... I have deliberately not bound, like, the the hat that I use for PIPs and the, I've deliberately kept that unbound for this very reason, so that I can just bound, bind it now and, and use it for that purpose. Um... I have been yeah progressing well with the combat in and I, 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 I've been um, taking down hammerheads with the hawk using uh, all um, all laser scatterguns and, and of course the EMP on board. Um, I'm wondering if that will still be viable with the new with the changes to combat. I, I haven't mm. had the chance to experiment with it yet, but I find that scatterguns in 3.13 at least were extremely powerful. And if you if you first for the pilots coming over from Elite who are especially target hunters who are familiar with like orbiting and things like that. Um, getting in close and using those is really, really quite intuitive um, for us. So whether or not that is still viable will be an interesting thing to find out.
1: They are looking to sort of slow down the time to kill. And part of that process was they massively lowered the ammunition sort of per reload and and put in more reloads so it's an interesting change in how the the kinetic weaponry works there tweaked patches hop in let's let's i want
4: everybody to mix it up one of the things one of the things i'm most excited about in this i mean obviously cloud city is great but I've been waiting for so long to have honest to God multi-crew. And I think that is what CIG is really trying to produce with this patch, with the the rebalance of the ships and the weapons and everything is, is trying to, to get people to use multi-crew more. So me flying my Cuddy black by myself will not be nearly as formidable as it will be with two buddies working the turrets. And, and to me, that's great. That's a great direction to go to try to get people to start playing together and, and getting big ships being crewed by everybody and stuff like that. And I think this is the first step going in that direction. So if, if the people that want to fly the small fighters, you're going to need a whole bunch of them to take out the big ships. And that'll be fun, too. So, again, multiplayer. Multiplayer, yeah. multiplayer, multiplayer. I love it.
1: One buddy in the turret working the guns. One buddy, in your, if you're talking to Cudi, one buddy in the co-pilot seat doing your missile operator mode. Because the Cudi's got a shitload of missiles. Absolutely. Patches.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to basically just echo kind of what um, Tweaked was saying. I'm excited that they're building in the multi-crew. I mean, because it's – I mean, like I said, if you get it, the big ship and it becomes like the, the pay-to-win sort of thing, you know, right, uh, that everybody was saying the big ships are being. Um, I mean, like you can't operate like an M1 um, – like an M1 Abrams, let's say, I'm just going to use that as an example. Like you can't, you can't do that one man. You can't drive it. You can't load ammo. You can't aim. You can't do any of that. You need a crew. So and it's, you know, understood that these bigger ships are going to need crew. And I'm looking forward the deeper I get into star citizen um, to get those crew members, probably from my home station, uh, you know, and get, get that all going I'm, re- I'm liking the direction. I'm just, just liking the amount of hours I can foresee myself losing in this game.
4: Yeah. And the nine tail events too, I think that the, nobody's really oh, talking sure. about those, but those things are more dynamic than the CGs are in elite, I believe. And uh, I, I just see a lot of fun going against other commanders in that in different ways each time and stuff. I, I foresee hours and hours and hours of fun. As Katie says, every time you get on, it's an adventure, one way or another. I think this is going to be a great time.
3: Well, and it's all in open too, effectively, right? It's Absolutely. A CG that you can't go. You can't go solo. There well, is no right. solo. Yeah,
5: you're forced to interact with with actual people. I mean, and, and and the fact that we that we get a gang, like an actual enemy. I mean, the Thargoids were were an enemy in the lead, um, but it was. I mean, it wasn't much different than, you know, shooting down any other target you were doing bounty hunting on. I mean, you know, I, mind you, I had the nuances right, but it was just a harder target. But this is, like, this adds depth. Like, th- there's a nine tails, there's a gang. It's a persistent and random encounter. Just <coughs> like you walk out of the movie theater and guess what? Uh-oh, you took the wrong alley. Now you're getting jumped. Like, I- I'm looking forward to stuff like this.
4: Yeah, and I would contend thargoids are a lot harder than any of the other NPCs in Elite, but thargoids you could totally avoid. You could hide from them. You could pretend they didn't ever exist. They didn't come and lock down your home like these gang fights might. That this is going to be amazing.
5: Yeah, like I haven't. So in the two thousand hours that I put into Elite, which is, you know, I guess a a, a, the shallow end of the pool. um, Yeah, I I came across I think one thargoid and that was like a random high prediction um yeah like i mean i could avoid danger basically i could avoid danger either by dropping into my solo like i just feel that it's really we're gonna get a more dangerous star citizen than we are an elite dangerous
4: i guess
2: Hmm. i agree
4: okay This is supposed to be scary right bring it
2: oh yeah it's a
5: vacuum I mean, literally, there is no air. Everything you do wrong leads to death. How is it just like? Let me go play by myself, and I'm safe. Let me just put the, put the you know, the bumpers on.
2: The other aspect to that is that, um, like they say in chess, right? You only get better by playing someone better than you. Like, like people who have, like, like who are worried about interactions or combat with other players or dangerous situations you will get so much better so quickly. Like, yeah, you, you may fail sometimes. Like, we all do. Like, you know, we, we all die sometimes. We all get blown up. We all... But you will become so much better and have some crazy adventures through those experiences. Like, you just gotta, you just gotta be, be open to it.
3: And now's well, you thing not agree more. Paying, you're not paying for a rebuy, either, in the alpha. It's, it's, it's true, pretty much zero consequence. Now's the perfect yeah. time to get your ass kicked and get better.
1: But no cost. But even the
5: community the community like i jump on and like day one i was like hey guys what's going on Uh, i'm kind of new here what's up and the guy's like where are you i'm like oh uh, i'm over here's like, cool and boom here comes like a ton of credits or what i mean whatever they the money's called i forget but anyways (coughs) you know literally somebody like give me cash so if i needed to buy something that i lost there it was like like, there really is no risk yep
1: and and that's an interesting
4: percent right all that pvp that i've done in an elite it, you start out and you got the shaky sweaty hands and mm, and the yeah. adrenaline's flowing but the more you do it and and you're 100 percent right even when you lose you're learning stuff you are learning yeah. every single time you get in a pvp fight and after so many hours of doing it all of a sudden it's like oh look i'm being interdicted submit duty duty do and you're you know taking a drink while you're fighting you're <laughs> F-A-ing off, and off and you're all calm and relaxed it's just a matter of doing it and and to Roy's point, it's everybody's in open. There's no solo, there's no private group. You you have no choice but to do it every now and then. And oh, this is what I've been waiting for. This is this is perfect. This is the, the absolute right direction, I think. And on, go ahead, Katie.
2: Just one last thing, real quick. The, the flip side of that coin is, so comments on my videos were, were saying I, I'm, I'm too aggressive. I kind of shoot first, you know, in those situations. So I've spent like the last few weeks making a concerted effort. So when I encounter players randomly, I will like, like with the with the in-game voice chat, I will say hello to them, strike up a conversation, that kind of thing. And you meet some really, really great people. Again, you don't have the option of going into your own little private version of the game. You will bump into people, and most of the time, actually, most of the time, they are open for. The other night, for example, doing the doing some demo practice, bumped into a miner on the surface of demo. So I thought, oh, yeah, pull up on the bike, jump out, have a quick chat. It's it's really nice, like it's really great that you you can have those encounters so often because because everyone is sharing the same the same universe.
1: So a, that's a beautiful thing, and b, I thought it was really disgraceful when you shot him in the head and took his hat knight. Uh, that was <laughs> wow. No, uh, I I I feel like another important thing to sort of keep in mind here is that again, Star Citizen is. You know, Elite is sort of built around a single-player game. I mean, it it does have uh, open and you can have interactions, but kind of the ships are built to be flown solo. The, you know, their money is you earn it and you have it. And like now with fleet carriers, they gave us a way that we can, through a convoluted series of shenanigans, transfer money back and forth. But in Star Citizen, it's... The game is built with the thought in mind that you're going to go with three people to go mining. You're going to go, you know, four people in a mall, or you're going to five people to haul something and do this and do that. You're going to work cooperatively, and so they literally just let you PayPal money to each other like it's nothing. You have actual game, meaningful game loops where people interact together. You need a full crew to get the most out of certain of the ships. Some of the ships you want, if you want to be a solo player only, cool. Get a little one-man ship and go knock yourself out. That's fine too. You have that option, but it's not a situation where you're in a cutter or a a, a corvette or a Type Nine by yourself doing a you know an eight-person thing. Like you're just not. I want to bring up one last topic and throw this around. I want to hear you guys all chime in on your thoughts on this. One thing I haven't heard mentioned that I was waiting to see if it, if it got mentioned. Uh, one other aspect that 3.14 brings to the game that is huge is the fact that Stanton is now complete. All of the planets all of the now yeah there's still this is games in alpha they will add more loops and stuff and little things here and there and 3.15 is going to give us uh or wait is it 3.15 or 3 no 3.17 is going to give us you know like little habitable places out on planets where npcs are going to be running around and living their life and being criminals or being farmers or being whatever they are being village folk or whatever out and about but um you know uh For for all intents and purposes, Stanton is now done. Stanton is the first system in Star Citizen, and it has taken, you know, Star Citizen has been going for years now, and it took all the way to this point to get it done. We've seen hints, we've seen stuff. I will bet money that we're going to see two more systems pretty much feature complete at sitcom we're gonna see pyros and we're gonna see nix they showed us a little video just the other day uh that had that that in in uh something the in uh something induction video uh production induction that had all kinds of really high level like wow views of stuff in nix okay uh this is now at the point that this has always been the thing with star citizen it's like Developing a new drug, developing a new, you know, Tylenol or whatever. The first one takes a oh, forever to get done, but then after that, okay, we have the tech, we have the stuff, it's all figured out. Get the assembly line rolling. Let's start cranking out these systems. Like, uh, so yeah, let's go round. I want to start with Katie. Stanton is now complete. What does that mean to you, and what 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 thoughts do you have with regard to that, and and Pyros and Nyx and Odin and other things that are coming down the line?
2: I I think you're you are well, started, Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I, I like you look at you look at Stanton, and and I've I had suspected this um, a little bit, and I, and I had it kind of soft confirmed by a few people. So Stanton. If you look at the planets of Saturn, there is every really kind of biome you can, you can think of. You've got snow, you've got your forests, you got your deserts, you've got your wastelands, you've got, you got your airless moons, you've got your exotic-looking moons, you've got oceans, you've got gas giants. All of the tech, the underlying tech for more or less any kind of planet is, is there. Like, so, so the tech is in place. Now they just need to add the content, which is using that tech, to just create more planets, add the systems in. Um, I think you're right. I think I, I am I'm super excited. My God, the idea of having especially which which is it that it's a, a system where you where there is no crime stat.
1: Pyros. Kind of it's it's lawless. <laughs> the kind of
2: yeah. the holy grail for us criminals, that's for sure. <laughs> um yeah, I am very excited to see it, and I think you're right. I think that, that now that the tech is done, we will see an accelerating progress on more and more content being added. I think it's just taken this long to get the tech in place.
1: So just to clarify, just real quick, I'm sorry, I gotta hop in here because Katie's question. Actually, both Pyros and Nix are both sort of anarchy systems, but they're very different anarchy system. Pyros is an anarchy system because it's lawless and it's run by thugs and pirates and thieves, and it's just like it's Moss Eisley. It's a hive of scum and villainy. Uh, Nyx is also an anarchy system, but it's not. It's kind of like there's there's ships that patrol and whatever. They're anarchy because they're like a commune kind of weird hippie, not hippie, but like it's a very. It's not a lawless anarchy. It's a weird sort of like going to Amsterdam and it's like anything's legal, but like still people aren't being weird criminals. You know what I mean? It's hard to explain.
2: I think it's amazing that the, the, the depth of a system can have a certain quality to it, a certain um, 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 like level of of authority to it, but for very different reasons, uh, very different characters to the systems. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and they've called
4: Orison version 1.0. So basically, they were saying that it's going to get built up and stuff. So they're going to keep building this stuff out. But if that's true, and I hadn't realized that, I'd, I'd, I'd never really seen the blueprint for what these systems are supposed to become. But And, and with CitizenCom coming up, that would really lean towards they're getting closer to having a second system to put in-game here pretty soon, I think. That's one exciting. Thing,
3: one thing I'm curious about as i dove more into uh, you know, ship designs and component upgrades and stuff is because we're currently in one system, uh, one of the things you... You do is you design your your quantum drive so you can make it across the system and there's lots of ships that are i don't i don't know if meta is the right term but there's a lot of ships that are set up to where you can pretty much barely get across the system without running out of gas so as soon as you're doing missions across systems that's all going to shift and it's going to matter a lot more you know the time you take to fly and um I'm curious if the loop is going to turn into like I'm going to be in Pyro for the next week and do missions there, or if it if there's actually a lucrative, a really lucrative loop where you're going between systems, and now you got to worry more about having, say, maybe a slower, more efficient quantum drive so you can actually make it there and back. Mm. I
5: just want like I'm actually liking that idea. Yeah, that we had that there's anarchy. True anarchy systems and and they vary well I mean what is it pyros is anarchy and then nix sounds more like it's just kind of like its own sac-
1: sectarian or something yeah yeah, yeah. So, the- so they're they're very much like a narco a or whatever like ancap people yeah 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 sort okay. of and and the <laughs> other one and whereas pyros is straight up criminal anarchy
5: yeah so like you said you got like a den of thieves and then you've got uh, a narco or, or like a, a, a mafia rule-ish, um, I guess, mm-hmm. let's say. Mm-hmm. But I, I like I like the fear. I don't know if I'm crazy, but I, I like the fear that this brings. And also the fact that if they've got the all the biomes done, because I, I didn't think of that, Katie, that was a great point. All of these biomes, all the underlying tech for every other possible, well, you know, say for a few maybe, but every other like s- system that they would ever create is done. They've done it. So to piece these together and then meticulously add all these things, they don't have to take the six years again or whatever time to rebuild new systems. They've got the tech there. They just need to add the little flashes and the differences and nuances to them to make them, you know, breathe, to breathe the life into them that they've done such a wicked job of so far. And the fear of anarchy, true fear of walking into an anarchy system um, versus, you know, hey, I'm just going to jump into this one and, and, you know, quickly dock at this station. Like, th- the distances and the time it takes you to even land in a system in Star Citizen, there is a real danger that's possible. And I, I'm kind of, like, super pumped about
1: <laughs> well, there's, <like> getting jumped. <laughs> there's two additional things to keep in mind with regard to Pyros. Number one, it's not just the criminals that want to kill you in Pyros. The system wants to kill you. The main star is throwing off massive radiation burst at various times like solar flares and whatever so imagine it's kind of like being if you're in the jungle in the middle of nowhere South America and there's not a cop or doctor or city within you know 500 miles of you like anything like uh, you know a snake uh, a, 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 a massive swarm of ants uh, this or uh, that and the other uh, you know you trip and fall down a ravine and break your leg Anything oh, can yeah. kill you and there's no one there to save you. And not just the criminals are a danger. There are natural hazards in the system that are scary and there's no safety net. There's no cops coming because there aren't any in that system. Again, that's that's awesome. It just <coughs> makes it more, I, I mean, it
5: sounds silly, but it makes it just more real and interesting. Like what happens if you know if your, your has protection fails, mm-hmm. there's nobody coming. You've got no, you know, like, there's no, like, oh, yeah, it's okay. They you know, you'll just take the, uh, <laughs> what was it? The, uh, whatever, flyers, you know, respawn yourself back at a, at a home system. Like, you, it's not there. Mm-hmm. I just like the lack of safety net. And I like the idea that you have natural hazards. There's stuff that, that I was really missing from other games. I just find that these guys have done a wicked job. And mind you, it's not perfect. But, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. The, the one, and that the one I that.
4: think it'll add into other things, too, because what if they give you a, what what if you take a mission in Stanton that's going to pay you an extraordinary amount of credits to deliver to something in the criminal system? It's going to facilitate stealth play. It's going to facilitate smuggling. It's going to facilitate all kinds of other gameplay, I think. It's going to be exciting. Not to mention bounty hunters. If the criminals are living there, so will the yeah. bounty
1: hunters yeah and 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 there could be a situation so uh, the other thing to keep in mind is the one planet type that we haven't seen them do like w- there w- there's lava world and there's other different kinds of stuff in nix and in, oh, sorry in pyros and there's other planets in nix that we've seen that it's like okay glimpses of that are cool the one thing we haven't seen them do that i'm super excited for when they get around to tackling is i would love to see cig do a water world cuz i mm. i know that that's going to involve cuz the way they do vehicles man there's over a dozen ground vehicles there's going to be little submarines there's going to be stuff to do underwater and biomes and stuff
3: there totally one of, the, one of the threads in the chat i just wanted to call out here after i mentioned about the you know the distances and quantum efficiency um Zweed and who uh, was it icy jones and uh, Elix Elix Whitetail are talking about between them, the fact that the distances that are in the system now are not representative of the size of some of these other systems. So it's not just that we're getting another system or a third system. Um, Stanton is only, i see Jones was saying, Stanton is only five astronomical units in diameter. Pyro is 25. Mm -hmm. There's other systems with 100. There's Mm -hmm. one with Um... TAMSA with over 304. So even if you, you thought your ship could manage it across Stanton and you need a a different one to get across to the next system. Some of these other systems, you're going to need whole different designs just oh, yeah. to get around in the system.
1: And there's going to be, you have to keep in mind, you know, there's going to be logistical gameplay where it's like, I'm going out mining in Orion. Like, so for, for those of you who might not know about the Orion ship, the, the Orion is the last mining ship uh, to be brought into the game that we know of thus far. It's not there yet. It's, a ma- it's basically a capital mining ship a massive ship with a large crew it's going to have multiple versions of mining you're going to have people that shoot off these like mining missiles that it's going to be similar sort of to the um uh, elite dangerous uh um core mining where you set off these missiles and you break up the a big big massive chunk of rock and then you're going to have these sort of like laser beam uh uh what do you call those uh tractor beam type jobbies where you have multiple you got like tractor beam operators are pulling chunks of rock to you and then it's kind of kind of be like one of those uh from Elite Dangerous the, the 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 dredger ships where you have a big set of these like teeth in the front that suck up the rocks and then break it and you're going to have other people shooting with laser beams to like like it's just it's a massive Whatever. But that thing is gonna be going out far, far out to a system, and you're going to then from there be, you know, oh, we need somebody to bring us fuel. We need somebody to bring us food and medical supplies. Cause we're logging out here, you know, at the end of our day and we log back in. We're oh, I'll see you guys on Wednesday. We log we all log back in and we work it again and like but we're not coming back. It's like the deadly catch like we're not coming back w- w- with a half a load of fish we're coming back with a full load or in this case a full load of ore a- and also you have these big ass saddle bags and you might stay out there for multiple loads because you fill up your saddle bags and you can move you have a refiner on the ship that you can like move the ore around and move the stuff and then say okay i got a guy coming up in a type d a hall d and he's gonna pick up the saddle bags and we're gonna just reload again we're staying out here we're making more money uh, it's a, a whole like system but it like that kind of thing requires logistics somebody to bring you food and water someone to bring you medical supplies someone to bring you fuel and this and that and the other so much stuff i'm seeing in the chat where they're talking about like oh there's a water world here there's what i'm talking about i want to get to the point where cig is making submarines and we're going in there and doing doing that stuff, and I, I absolutely believe that it, that is coming. Um, any, if anybody has any closing thoughts, we gotta keep, we gotta get stuff moving. Anybody have anything they want to add? All right. Next up, No Man's Sky. It's the No Man's Sky News Weekly. Take it away, Kai. We're gonna do this super, super quick because we got stuff to do. Uh, I want to refer back to the opening song. What's this? What's this? That was great shit, and and highlights some of the stuff of what makes no man's sky awesome this on your screen right here is the no man's sky galaxy list i'm talking 255 galaxies listed out there for you i've heard people say 256 but if you look very closely it starts at one the euclid galaxy and it goes to 255 and then it shows one the euclid galaxy again so that's 255 um names what each of the galaxies are that's a hell of a lot of exploration stuff to get out and see and do and enjoy um ign has a phenomenal interview with sean murray on the present past and future of no man's sky if you are sort of tangentially aware of no man's sky but don't really know the detail this documentary is so worth watching it um really sheds light on a lot of sort of you know like the ins and outs of how they got into the hole at the beginning and how they dug out it and what they're doing in the philosophy and i saw somebody made a comment in chat oh and all of the galaxies look the same you are full of shit sir i've seen them and oh my god they look so different they are so very 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 different so Uh, You can go ahead and and keep your snide comment because that was not uh, accurate and I'm calling it out Uh, Captain Steve put out a video no man's sky anniversary update speculation Wow, that is uh This guy I like him He goes like he is smoking some good weed because he goes Way deep on the like speculation and and tinfoil hattery and whatever, but I dig it. I say that in a way that No Man's Sky is a different project than Star Citizen and Elite. They don't have sort of roadmaps. They don't have sort of releases and this that and the other. So with No Man's Sky, because of the nature of that project, it's super fun to just. Dude, pour yourself a shot, smoke a joint, whatever you want to do, and like, you know, sit down and speculate and have some tinfoil hat theories and and whatever. It's it's all good. And on that note, I want to throw it to the group to real quick give me some of your thoughts and predictions. So the big deal is they do, No Man's Sky normally does a big, huge, massive update once a year, and then they sort of have their other updates that come that are more iterative, where it's like, oh, we added this, we added that. But a year ago you know they did the big big super huge one and now we're right at that point where it's like oh sometime in the next month we kind of expect it and and the way that no man's guy does shit they could literally just announce on monday like hey we're dropping it in an hour that's how they do there's been tons of speculation you guys i think have seen that video that i linked for you guys um Let's go around the horn and somebody, let's start with tweaked and everybody just hop in, throw in your speculations. What are you, what are you hoping for? What are you afraid of? What are you expecting? What are you anything? Go tweak. I'm hoping, I can tell you, I'm hoping for
4: an improved flight model and an improved combat uh, mode or whatever you want to call it, combat in the game, because those are the two things that don't draw me back into it, I think. If I had a more realistic or a more elite flight model, I'd probably play it more often if I could go to my galaxy map and type in a system that I want to go to, I'd probably play it more often. I'd rather fly to the system than walk through a stargate at some point in time. And and that would be better for me. And the combat, just improved combat would pull me into the game. My fear is that they just add more uh, aesthetics, pretty things to look at, to go explore Uh, i'm not an explorer at heart so exploration even when there are cool ass planets and cool animals to find only takes me so far so i need i need something with some meat on it to pull me back in uh i've heard rumors that they're gonna there's gonna be cities with populations and waterfalls and lakes and stuff like that so that'd be cool if that kind of stuff comes but what i really want is the flight model and the combat
3: yeah i would echo that um I think that the you know they've they totally own the space of all that stuff that was called out in the intro song. like that's turned up to eleven in this game. Um, i I'd be curious if if it gets to a point, especially given that they've got a you know a vibrant modding community, something that's drawn me back into other games in the past is when there's enough um, enough access through the mods to do like what they call complete overhauls, you know, like, uh, you can make Stellaris look like Star Trek, that sort of thing. And I'd be I'd be curious if if the if the amount of things you can mod in this game ever gets to that level where you know, I we said before, you when you get into it and you're playing it like an MMO, all the sort of neon graphics and retro sixties futurism <laughs> kind of fades into the back a little bit, but it doesn't it's still not not there, if you know what I mean. And and if someone could do an overhaul mod where you could choose different different motifs um have i
1: got good news for you roy okay uh there's like a dozen different complete overhaul mods where it's like oh make space look different make the black holes look different make the trees look different make the, the the foliage make the this make the that i happen to have on my fleet carrier uh several ships one of which is a uh a star trek runabout one of which is the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The razor crest from, uh, um, what do you, uh, what one is a ship from star Fox. One is a, uh, firefly. And one is the goddamn millennium Falcon. All, there are reskins. You can literally fly a Messerschmitt or a P-51 or a Spitfire. That is a Thanks. reskin of the spaceship. You can, you can reskin, the stuff in space you can get rid of if you're like oh i don't like the 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 asteroids every time i come right whatever there's a mod to like "Ah, get rid of those move the cloud cover move that there are mods to change all of the aspects
3: i think think those are good and that's exciting and i'll definitely check those out i'm talking about ones that maybe go even a step further and it's like what if everything in the game looked like it was from stargate like everything like it, almost like a theme, it's like turning the whole theme around, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I meant by like the the overhaul for uh, for Stellaris. Like it, every single aspect of the game, it was like they lifted it out and put it back into a different universe. That's where cool. Was sort of internally consistent with each other. That's that's the kind of thing that for me makes makes games like like they're brand new again to to play over.
1: Beautiful. Who who hasn't hopped in yet with their thoughts?
2: Well, I am. Um... I don't feel that I am familiar enough with the game yet to, to offer like the useful speculation. I, I've, I've played a little and I, I've loved what I've played so far. I'd need to, I definitely need to to play more um in order to, to determine what I would be looking forward, looking forward to uh, being added. I, I, I would echo though that I, I'm with my gaming experience, um, a vibrant modding community and, and, developer support for modders uh, can, can add so much to a game um, um, for, the, for the, the same reasons that have already been mentioned, really. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more, and I will get around to it when I can uh, pull myself away from Star Citizen for mm. a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, but I don't think I could really usefully speculate at the moment. I
1: want to I want to direct everybody with that sort of sentiment, that thought. Uh, uh, so, so, Roy... Uh, Katie and also you know several of the people probably in the chat really go watch that video the Sean Murray on the present past and future of No Man's Sky it is a super interesting thing where they talk about and Sean Murray kind of says like yeah no I made the game that I wanted to and I released it at first and everyone complained because it felt empty and dark and lonely and he's like Yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted it to feel empty and dark and lonely. It was a theme I was trying to bring out. It was a a, um, sort of a motif that I wanted to go with where it was like I wanted it to sort of be this sort of relentless solitude in in a bad way that made you uncomfortable and made you question things that kind of goes along with the motif of the story of uh, No Man's Sky. And he's like, and then uh Everyone, he's like everyone, people friends, co-worker, like people that worked on the project everyone was like, yeah but everyone else didn't sign up for that. They wanted exciting and fun and whatever and he's like, oh, okay and and they literally he gets to a point where he's like, I kind of had to grow up a little and realize that not everybody wants the experience, the story that the one story that I had in mind. He's like so, we revamped our entire philosophy, our design philosophy for how we developed the game. And we did a one for us, one for them sort of thing where it's like, all right, make this dark solitude, whatever thing, but also put out these, you know, so the one story is what it is. But then with all of the patches and expansions and updates, they kept expanding on that one story in one way, but then putting in multi groups and 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 like stuff that you could do stuff together and fleet carriers and base but he's like originally i did not want base building at all he's like i wanted it to be like you're sort of forced to roam the galaxy forever in this lonely whatever and he's like but then people were like what well, that bums us out we want to build a base and he's like oh, oh okay i guess we'll let you and he they literally changed their whole philosophy of what they were doing of like well, let's just let people have what they want then. Katie and then tweak.
2: So um, there must have been some significant changes from that. I never played any. Like, I only recently started playing, so I don't know anything about the earlier versions. But um and maybe this is coloured by playing the more serious space games. My my initial impressions when I when I started up, started um, when I started up No Man's Sky were. They couldn't be further from like feeling dark and lonely. It, it felt bubbling and alive. It felt mm-hmm. like you, you're walking around these landscapes, and there is this all these bright colours everywhere, and there's, there's animal life everywhere. I think on the first day, I must have spotted about four or five at least different types of, you know, wandering animal life of various kinds. So um, it really feels, to me at least, like a very, um, a very alive. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a, the environments in the game they they, they feel teeming with life
1: oh no that was always in there but what so the difference though the thing that you got that was different than the experience when it first came out for the first year or so katie when the game came out it was almost impossible to interact with another player like people couldn't get to you and you couldn't so like the people that all played it at first were like yeah there's billions and billions of galaxies i never see anybody where is the people there's no other players this is a single player game they lied to us this is not a thing and they were like oh no you could see another player but there's 255 galaxies and each of those galaxies has a trillion planets on it and so yeah good luck meeting someone you know how hard it is in elite try multiplying that by factors of many thousands you just never met anybody and then over time they put in all of these things so it was meant to be that you were gonna see a planet teeming with life you know oh look there's eight different things and then I jump to the next planet it's a completely different biome and there's 50 different things and I jump to the next planet and there's a completely different biome and there's a thousand different things but then after like the eighth or ninth jump of you never seeing another person you were gonna start to feel like okay you can't really keep it's not yeah. like you can share your life experiences when you find a beaver that's got the face of a dog yeah. you're like all right. I you know. Sorry, tweaked you, you had a, a point. Yeah, well I to touch on that a little bit, I do think the multiplayer
4: is a little wanky in in no Wank? man's sky. Wait, 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 Wanky?
1: Wanky. Yeah, you mean it's, wonky? It's
4: not, wonky? Wanky's wanky, a whole different wanky, whatever word. Whatever you want to call it. It's it's not not good. wanky. Even even if I'm just playing on Xbox and I've got all my Xbox friends in No Man's Sky with me it's hard to quote unquote wing up with them. It's unless you all go to the anomaly and do it that way. It's very difficult to get everybody in the same game session. And that's not cool. That that should that needs to be a little easier. But I was thinking another thing that I think I'm missing personally. And, and this was kind of a weird awakening for me because I, I didn't think this was a problem for me, but when I'm playing no man's sky, a lot of times I find I'm playing it by myself, whether it be late at night and nobody's on or whatever, and I think part of the problem I have is, other than the music and whatnot, there's really no no conversations in the game. Everything is done via reading, and don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not averse to reading. I've read thousands of books in my life, but I think I'd like some voice acting in the game, really. I think it would make me feel like I'm in a more alive universe if people would start making noise and talking to me, as opposed to just reading everything on the screen.
1: Right on. Okay. So... There's some speculation of some stuff that may be coming, some stuff that we might want. Tweet wants to hear people, and he wants you to know the universe is wanky. Uh, all right. <laughs> and that takes us to Elite News. We've got some stuff to get through, so we're going to rush to get through it right off the bat. Uh, we've got this uh, amazing video from Commander Project 675. ED, Exodus Coalition, lost in the lapse.
7: Three with each goodbye, lost the sun above my.
1: So that was the Exodus Coalition Lost in the Labs. Uh Hop in with some commentary on this, guys. What do you think?
4: Uh, great think video by game. Commander. Yep. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, what a reminder of how freaking beautiful this game can be at times. And great stuff from our good friend, Commander Project 675. Good, good, good stuff. Hell yeah. And my friends over there at XO, which that still seems weird to say after the two-year battle I had with those guys. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Roy. I, I was just can say, like, I want to want to play the game again. <laughs> I really, <laughs> really want to want to play the game again. Mm, I get you, and, and, and stuff like that just brings it all back. Katie,
2: I thought that was an outstanding video. Like the editing, the music choice was fantastic. The clips used are oh, just so good. Um, they, the the game, you know, Elias always looked good. It's always looked beautiful. It's got its own style. It's got its own um, characterful choices of ship and weapon types, uh, visual effects. Um, Thargoids, obviously. You know, I, I, myself personally very very much a fan of the Thargoids. Um, I really, really hope that they they pull things around and, and, and can work through this difficult period they've been through and get back to being uh, an A player in the space game uh, uh, family.
1: Well said. I want to just salute the countless super talented, amazing, uh, uh, imaginative, creative content creators uh, of all different kinds in Elite who, you know, make videos, make uh, third-party programs that are really the only thing that make the game playable, make all of these different sort of... uh, um, cool content and cool things so and and on that note i'm gonna play you back to back because we're just kind of we got to get through this i'm gonna play you two videos from our uh friend of the show burger ant with some amazing silly shit and then we're gonna get everybody's sort of commentary on it here it is please to enjoy
6: Draconian powers. I don't know what the fuck that means, but I believe Zachary Hudson has a blood-sucking dragon in his possession A hybrid Dracula plus dragon uh equaling draconian Basically, Zach Hudson flies into people's windows on his pet dragon and watches them through the window Sees what kind of shit they're doing You'd think it'd be hard to maintain a low-profile on fucking dragon Maybe it's got silent running or some cloaking abilities. I don't know I guess as a result of the feds spying on people A lot of people got pissed off and decided to boycott the Honda Accord Basically told Zach Hudson to fuck off and started their own nation Of course this pissed off daddy Hudson and he told him to shape up or get fucked He parked his big fortress Liberty mega ship in the system as a show of force Here it is folks uh, Honestly it looks like kind of shitty But anyways I decided to show up in something a little more high profile uh, red white and blue Bergluga ladder To make it look like we have some loyalty to the federation I don't want him getting suspicious and coming over and spying on me or something, you know, boys. Hopefully Zach Hudson's dragon won't fly over and scan my ship, see all those Ashling feet picks. Oh, uh, no, he might be into that shit, I don't know. Anyways, we're trying to make it look like, you know, we're on the good guy's side here. Uh, fuck yeah, Honda Accord! Fuck yeah, my Fedneck brothers! You can see here, this is where they keep the dragons to spy on people. Uh, here's their cages, they got the big caution signs. Right here's where they grow the dragon food. They gotta feed them, being that they're alive breathing animals in outer space. you think they would've sent a capital ship, not this piece of shit. Hey, uh, you can see there's lots of conflict here in this system. Uh, time will tell what'll happen next. Many other systems are starting to boycott the Honda-manufactured automobile and the Federation as a whole. Couple factions who have left uh, the Uterus Coalition and uh, they come out and admit they regretted it actually. Unless you're getting it in with the Princess, why the fuck are you leaving Space America, bro? The grass ain't always greener on the other side. Another news, the New Mexico Library Association has bombed two starports. Tens of thousands were killed. Rescue efforts are underway, but basically the inhabitants of those starports are fucked because there's no federal or imperial alignment. Uh, basically no commanders give a fuck and want to save them. Oh, you're not going to give me any Fed rank towards my new Corvette? Oh, I'll have fun getting barbecued by fucking librarians. They'll probably still charge you the fucking late fees even after you're dead, fucking book nerds. Anyways, boys, it has been Burger Ant. Subscribe if you want. I don't give a fuck. I got- Hello again folks! Sorry for the long delay in uploads, been a weird few months, also I didn't want to overshadow Odyssey's successful launch. I hope everybody had a fucking awesome 4th of July, fuck yeah, America, McDonald's, Bald Eagles, Ford, Guns, Baseball, Apple Pies, Military, Obesity, Coca-Cola, Fighter Jets, Big American Titties, John Wayne, Burger, NASCARs, Barbecue, all that good shit. Fuck yeah, America! Anyways, I got rid of the old shitbox recording studio, ended up getting a new recording studio set up. But the other day, I was at the fucking grocery store, and something popped up on the old Hawks Gaming Discord about a job opening at Frontier. I was a little sidetracked by my old fat-ass Riso. Wanted to go look for it later on, I couldn't find it because I fucking computer-inept like a goddamn boomer. Anyways, I figured I'd go check out Frontier's career page, check out the openings, maybe what they were talking about. It's kind of weird to call them vacancies on here. It's like a Hotel Frontier. You can check in, but you can never leave. It's kind of like Elite Dangerous. Except I've left for the past six months. But fuck it, I'll come back. You always come back. Uh What I saw led me to believe that we could perhaps be getting atmospheric planets soon. It's very interesting here, folks. See a foliage artist, a lightning artist, and a terrain artist. Uh, Congrats to the Tampa Bay lightnings. Uh, the lightning artist also implies that we might have some weather phenomena in the game. Uh, Perhaps weather generation. Anyways, we have the senior... Gameplay programmer, uh, either Frontier is trying to reach out to the social security market. I don't know, or they're just trying to get those old fucking grannies playing Elite Dangerous. They got nothing better to do, maybe they'll little some marks. If you think about it, old people just sit around watching golf all day and talking about their bowel movements. It ought to be perfect. You can watch golf and play Elite Dangerous at the same time. We might have some spider DLC coming, uh, I see a lot of talking here about webs. The only thing that makes the web is, uh, spider and outgoer, I guess. Shoot tycoon! For fuck's sake, Daddy Braven, don't hire them for that shit! I'm four years old and this is a tiger! Get the fuck out of here, Daddy Braven! Hire some people for dangerous, this is your money maker! Daddy Braven, how many arcs are you selling those four-year-olds that play that shit? Have your Planet Zoo people make some fucking interesting animals or something for us to discover? Very interesting stuff, folks, I'm honestly looking forward to the future of this game. Uh, perhaps I'll have it in the autumn of 2024 on the Xbox. Also, boys, I shut down the Burger bar and Barn Grill. And just kind of said, "Fuck it, I'm tired of having a part-time job. I don't want to come back on ED in six months and have no fucking money." Also, want to shout out whoever made this fleet carrier in the system, not parked next to mine. Uh, just I don't know who the fuck you are. I couldn't figure out I figure out who it was, but uh, I love it, man. Fucking hilarious. Subscribe if you want. I don't fucking care.
1: Subscribe if you want. He doesn't fucking care. Burger Ant, oh my God! The first video, Honda Accords, Daddy, uh, what's his name? The the from the whatever, and he's got he's got Ashling Duvall feet pics <laughs> to distract. Like just okay. Um, wow. Tweaked. Get us started, and everybody else hop in. Burger Ant is one of a
4: kind. I freaking love his videos so much, and he's not kidding. I'm he, I. I'm, stuttering for words here people might not know burger ant is a console player i'm friends with him on xbox and i can see he's been playing everything except for elite dangerous for the last month or two or so and i did notice him on elite for the first time the other night in quite some time so yeah he's uh as he said you know maybe uh sometime in 2024 2025 we might see odyssey on the consoles so yeah burger ant is phenomenal i love his shit
1: just a point of clarification, as he said in the video, he logged into Elite because he wanted to close out his fleet
3: carrier. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Roy. Yeah, he's a, a Berger Ants a national treasure. Uh, I just about fell out of my chair at the, uh, the July 4th salute. Um, it's like adrenaline and humor all together. I just love it. It's, it's always good. Katie?
2: I think Bergeron is absolutely one of a kind. Um, I was I was watching that then listening in, and he said uh, he you know he's been away for a couple of months uh, because he he didn't want to overshadow this Odyssey's successful launch. Uh-huh. And I, I was in tears. I was just I I you know I I think that, that it's it's very he's very very unique. You know no, there's nobody like Bergeron. Yes. Um I I uh, meant you know on, on the subject of elite Day, I I. Like I said earlier, I just hope that they, they, they pull through this and, and it'll be get back, getting back to uh, producing one of the best space games that, that exists.
1: Well said. In addition to those videos, Berger Grant put out, all Elite Dangerous ships reviewed. Link is in the show notes, and we're putting it in the comments right now for you to see. Um, I swear to God, that ship review i don't want to play it here i want people to actually click on it on their own and and go through it i laughed so hard i almost peed there were multiple ships where we called out that i was like oh savage burn fucking just amazing amazing great stuff uh all right next up i want to call out down to earth astronomy uh community is doing another remember how they did where we did last week we went to that bubble nebula or whatever and it was beautiful they are doing a trip Right now, it starts in, I don't know, like four hours, five hours. So if you're listening to this and you're like, ah, I don't play Elite all that much, whatever. Get your ass to the takeoff point and join, it's the Purple Nebula um, fleet carrier. There, it's a, it's a vacation trip to the Collection of Wonders. It's 24 jumps that'll take about eight hours on a fleet carrier. It's a lot of jumps on a regular ship. The carrier departure is, uh august 7th uh tomorrow at 8 a.m utc right now it's like 3 a.m utc so you've got like five hours to get there get on that carrier the collection of wonders is one of the coolest systems it's one of their two systems that legitimately i think have the claim for the best system in the entire game of elite dangerous one is the collection of wonders one is the dry out awesomes you can ask 100 people and get 50 people will say what is the coolest, 50 people will say the other's is the coolest, but they're both amazeballs. They are one in a billion systems. You can literally just ride for free, you know, go to sleep tonight, get, get your ass on there before you go to sleep tonight. Get up in the morning and you'll probably be there, fly around and you'll see... You know, it's like a black hole with a a, 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 a neutron star right next to it. With a, it's, it's just, it's so. There's so much stuff. The links are in the show notes for all of the information about it. You 100 percent, absolutely need to go see this if you have not seen it. If you play Elite and you have not seen this system, and you're like, eh, I'm not playing that much right now. I'm taking a break. I'm this, that, and the other. There is no reason not to go, and then just. Tomorrow, when you're there, spend an hour and fly around and see like nine of the coolest fucking phenomenons that you can see in a game. And Collection of Wonders is a thing that not a lot of people see because it's like a pain in the ball. You have to jump and jump and jump for days to get there. Well, or take this free ride. As someone who last week went and saw that Bubble Nebula, I could tell you, Man, if you could do it where someone does all of the jumping for you and you just get there and see the cool thing and then dock up on the fleet carrier and then like, ah, oh, you'll be back tomorrow, that is the it's way, the way to, to do it. It's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, as, guys, as hop As somebody in.
4: who's jumped this forever far out, it is so much better just parking on somebody's and taking the ride.
3: Hell yeah. What do you think, Roy? Oh, I mean, I'm all about the exploring. I, I don't mind jumping out there either, but uh, that for me is... I mean, to be fair, that for me is a game loop that uh, even all the, all the, crisis that EDO has gone through, it, that game loop hasn't been matched by the any of the other games we've been talking about. So, I agree. I'm, I agree. Uh, very much worth uh, taking up these events.
1: Okay.
2: What do you think, Katie? You gonna you gonna go check it out? I'm personally not no, but I wholly I wholly encourage any elite dangerous players that want to do it to go and do it because I'm sure it will be amazing. I I. I I, don't, I, I say this without malice but i I don't feel like I'm gonna be going back to elite. Um, okay right i i i i hope they pull through and i i, I like it's like i've said people people should play the games they enjoy be that um no Man's sky star citizen or elite or all three people should play as many of them as they want to play um for me i just I, i've done it i feel like I've done it you know
1: i get it and there's there's nothing wrong with that you you do whatever works best for you and uh keeping keeping up with the sort of theme of community events and whatnot there is right there uh, seals wanted we had dr Dribben. i keep Dribben is his name i call him dr Dre. it's just me being an idiot draben from the whole seals we had him on last week and we talked about the seals are pushing for a um you know a, a recruitment drive so, the Hull the SEALs, in uh, collaboration with the New Pilots Initiative, are doing a big SEALs recruitment drive. There's two sessions. The first is happening tomorrow at 7 p.m. to uh, 10 p.m. Uh, UGT, which is, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, um, Zulu. What, what, are the, what do civilians call Zulu time? UCT? Uh, yes UTC UTC yes UTC Canadian or Australians call it UGT so that's whatever but anyways so tomorrow 7 p.m to 10 p.m UTC is session one and then Sunday the 8th from 1 a.m to 4 a.m UTC so one of them is set up to get sort of the European people on their time, and the other one is set up to get the Pacific, like the Canadian, or not Canadian, uh, Australian people on their time. So it's, it's two events happening six hours or so from each other to sort of get all of the peoples. Have you ever wanted to rescue a fellow pilot? Then this is your chance to get to know the organization behind rescuing ships that need repairs badly, the Hull Seals. Get to learn how to rescue ships that are in dire need of help out there in the black even in the bubble the new pilots initiative and the whole seals are organizing a rescue training day on september 7th and uh, uh, sorry saturday august 7th and sunday august 8th all information and coordination will be held on the discord which is you know that https colon slash slash discord dot gg forward slash Noop, N-E-W-P, for the New Pilots Initiative. Will you be the, the next Hull Seal to recruit? See you there. saluti. If you want to join beforehand, just go to the website, which is hullseals.space. Um, look, you guys know I'm, I'm sort of halfway taking a break. I'm getting the pull a little bit to come back to Elite, but I'm halfway taking a break from Elite right now. But let me tell you... Uh, the Whole Seals are an organization that deserve all the love in the world. They are great. They just—if you're playing Elite and you're dedicated to Elite and you're like, "Hey, man, I want to keep Elite alive," this is how you do it. Go join the Whole Seals. Go be a part of this event. Go help out with what they do. It will be awesome. The next video I want to uh, hit real quick is uh our friend of the show dj wiley space heroes uh elite dangerous Odyssey, uh development diary planet tech comparison now versus then which was asset 10 let's bring up asset 10 we're gonna play this video and just talk over it because it doesn't have sound so yeah here we go um Just take a look, he shows you side-by-side comparisons of the same planets from the Dev Diary. And then he took video of it after patch 6, so video this week after patch 6, to compare the two and see what you think of the planets, what they look like. Now, I told him, he was like, he pinged me and he was like, Kai, I'm very interested in your opinion on this. And I told him, honestly, my opinion on your video, number one, excellent as always, he does a phenomenal job of presenting side-by-side evidence that you can look for and judge for yourself, which I think is great. I think this video, this video in particular is a bit of a Rorschach test. You see what you want to see with this video um, and what do I mean by that? I think some of his other videos, it was a very clear it showed it and people whatever I've seen people respond to this video pretty much 5050 down the line. Half of the people see this video, the, the people that are um, sort of in love with elite and it can do no wrong right now. They see this video and they're like, this is great. This is amazing. Look how gorgeous these planets are. Well done frontier. The more critical half of Elite right now looks at these planets and they say, Planet Dev Diary 2 on screen right now, that is fucking Hoth. And then they see where he goes to visit it and they're like, What is this? It's it looks like gray clay. There's no there's no snow. There's no look look right here. Wolf 1311 Planet B3B. That's what it looked like, where it was this Hoth ice world, and here's what it looks like when he went to see it. And it's this kind of yellowish, tan, not icy-looking hoth world. Not hoth, that's for sure. So, not hoth, I, <clears throat> but it looks really good. It, no, I and I here—that's where I'm at. You see, I think Roy, you and I are on the same wavelength here. The people that are up Frontier's ass—that are like, "Oh, fanboy, rah rah rah." They're like, "This is amazing. It can do no wrong." The people, the, so the, if you drink the. Frontier Kool-Aid and are sucking their nuts. You're like, "This is the greatest thing ever." If you drank the Frontier Haterade and they can do nothing right and you're wanting to shit on them no matter what, you're like, "This is dog shit." And I feel like Roy and I are sort of in the middle where it's like it looks good. It's not what they showed, but it looks good. Like I'm kind of in that middle. I think Roy I think you and I are feeling very uh we're yeah, I mean, simpatico we're we're both feeling the pull a little bit to come back into elite
3: when i when I jumped back into my expedition I was like really gun shy like i was i was on a hair trigger to turn the game off if i ran into one oatmeal planet or if i saw one thing that was like nope no good and I didn't see anything that 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 sort of you know threw salt in that wound. It's like they've, it's not perfect, but they've fixed enough of it that, I mean, if they'd launched this way, I probably wouldn't have been upset. I'm kind of in the same boat with you. And I
1: also, I'm also in a place right now, I think, Roy, where I kind of want to go back to playing Elite, but I'm not willing to commit to what I once, like, I, I used to be monogamous with Elite. Other games didn't interest me. Now, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm willing to go back and play Elite like a day a week. And I'm thinking about setting up a thing where it's like Star Citizen Monday, Elite Tuesday, No Man's Sky Wednesday. Thursday and Friday are show prep and show for me. And then Saturday, Sunday, play whatever the fuck I want. But like... I don't, Which, I'm not giving up, yeah. I'm like, I'm not willing to walk away from Elite, but I'm not willing to play it full time, I just, I'm kind of like, eh, day a week, and then to be honest with you, just being completely honest, the way I feel right now, I kind of see myself playing Elite one day a week, uh, No Man's Sky one day a week, maybe two days a week, and then Star Citizen three days a week, or, you know, four days a week, depending, but like, I don't, it's, I, I've. I think they've made enough ground. They've done enough sort of fixes that I'm like, I think I'm willing to go back and play it for a
3: couple hours a, a week. I, I'm with you there. I it. I'm I'm a bit angry that it's come to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I mean is, okay, so now because so many people have left the game, even if I want to go back into it and try to resurrect something, I'm going oh, to have to coordinate. A Because there's so many people gone.
1: Oh, yeah. They've lost more than half of their community. It is a much weaker community. But look at No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky lost 80% of its community. And then just over... Now, yeah, it took them years. But they built it back up. And they're stronger now than ever. They won the award last year. But not when I say last year. I mean six months ago. They won the award for the greatest... Um, ongoing game of the of the year. They beat out Fortnite and Call of Daddy and whatever else they were up against. Uh, so, like,
3: yeah, but I I agree. It's it's definitely not a I, you know. I used to look forward to jumping on lead every day, and then it, yeah. that isn't going to happen. Nope. But I don't know. I I feel like they've
1: done some stuff. So you know um all right that takes us to does anybody have oh sorry katie hop in please
2: i will say looking at the looking at the footage it does look like insanely better than it did like it looks so much better i agree with voy here that it, it there is an enormous improvement in the train, the the ground uh, technology um the th- I, I i almost don't want to share my thoughts on this but it's it's like no, go ahead. Here's been the thing: spoiled, there's
1: there's having, no way that you're wrong to feel what you feel.
2: Having been kind of spoiled now with 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 certain with another with another game, um, they they do like uh, the terrain. looks really it's starting to come <laughs> into its own. It's starting to get there, but it's still essentially like barren rocks or barren ice fields. Yep. You know, it, 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 it isn't the terrain technology maybe. Getting better, but there still isn't anything like like there, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, you, like you mentioned about the um about, about No Man's Sky. Um, you know, it took them years, but they came back. And I hope that I hope that that is where release going. Like, you know, I, I think they, can, I think they can do it. I think they've got a strong enough group of very loyal supporters. That that is certain, that is definitely viable and definitely be done and i'd be very what i what i I think was me really what i'd be very very interested in checking back at a point where the next iteration of planets being released where there's 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 planets with full atmospheres planets with more more varied biomes and things like that i think that would be a point where i'd be like okay let's go take a look again you know um so i think there is hope Mm. there is hope in it And, and the progress they've made so far it shows a lot of promise
1: i dig it I'm going to read to you, I started this next video, and I see that, Tweak, you have a, your hand up. I'm going to call on you, but I just want to read this real quick because this is another video that plays for seven minutes with very little sound. I've got it turned way low. Um, this video is by Breaker of Worlds. It's Oxygen Atmosphere Warms My Icy Heart Update 6, and I want to read you what he said here because I think it's pretty beautiful. He said this in the, in the in the video notes. I jumped back into Elite Dangerous Odyssey after a much-needed month-long break. I had played Elite for a full year practically every day around six hours a day to put things into perspective. With an entry in Star Citizen and, and news of Update 6 going live, I decided to inch closer to finishing my journey back to the bubble from Colonia. Although I don't think I'll ever completely forgive Frontier for driving off a large portion of the Elite community and placing the game in a negative light for active and onlooking gamers alike. I'm glad to be flying my phantom again, and discovering star systems full of untouched planets. Oxygen atmospheres give for beautiful pink-purple skies, and this icy ringed planet I found as a much-needed gem, revitalizing the explorer in me. Body Prylau, P R Y P Y R A L E A U space bravo well i just uh, bw-k d9-50 uh planet ab1g so it's it's the alpha alpha bravo they're 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 a pair of binary stars the first planet and the g moon for that planet we're putting the link in the show notes right now or in the in the live notes chat uh for that system i showed this video to the gang yesterday in our rundown meeting and said this video to me like i've seen if you go back the video that we just saw that 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 dj wiley did we saw in the dev diary um like planets that look like hoff and and, and you know you have those hoth planets and then we never saw the good shit in elite i never saw it at least and then I saw this guy's video, and this guy shows the planet. He shows you flying to it. He shows the whole nine yards. I believe it. This is not bullshit. This is not doctored. He lands, and I'm going to turn the volume I kept volume on this video, and I, I have it turned low now. I'm going to turn the volume up after he lands. This planet gives me so much hope and faith because it's like, okay, I know, know that the system can do Hoth. Um, and, and just when I turn the volume up when he lands, him running around in the snow and you hear his feet sloshing in the ice. And it's like, you know, ice and slow. You feel, you hear his feet making that noise when it like pushes down and packs the snow. And it's, first off, everyone, everyone on the panel, and I'm sure everyone listening can agree... If you love Elite, if you hate Elite, if you love Frontier, if you hate Frontier, you can fuck right off if you don't tell me that their sound team is yeah. amazing. They yeah, are totally. amazing. I wish we could get their sound team in Star Citizen. Their sound <laughs> yeah, team totally. is second to none. But, like, the fact that this planet exists that actually legit looks real, like, looks like the stuff they sold us, and I this is the first time I've seen... God. A planet that looks like what they sold us. And I know that it exists <clears throat> in the game now, which makes me
3: feel like I, okay, I, I avoided I avoided watching it yesterday so I could watch it now on the show. It's uh
2: it's amazing. Yeah, it's just, it looks gorgeous.
3: I'm going to turn the, the sound up on the
1: video now because he's about to get out. Listen to this. I've got it cranked all the way up. Wait till he gets back off the ship and gets onto the snow again. You're gonna just. Oh. I hope this doesn't redline anywhere. Alright, get off the ship, dude. (laughs) I wanna hear that snow. Yeah. Oh, it is. That's what they sold us. And we now know that the system can give us what they sold us. They just need to unfuck it. That. That right there. That made me. That pulled me back into wanting to play Elite more than anything and I just I'm I just have no interest in being in the bubble anymore I'm gonna go out and explore and look for that I want to find my own that I just want to get off the ship for a second so you guys can hear the crunching and then just feel free to hop in and with whatever here we go here it comes Oh. You know this guy loves that game. He he spent fucking twelve dollars on that stupid dragon Getting fire gun skin. Yeah, like, and I mean, look, God bless you. Let me tell you something right now. I'm not trying to shit on you, uh, Mr. Breaker of Worlds. You personally did more to pull me back into Elite than Frontier has in months. Uh, so I just want to salute the hell out of you i i I, wait where's the it's (laughs) here's burger again there we go there we go all right i'm gonna i'm playing the video again so people can watch it i'm gonna turn down the sound and guys hop in with your just hop in with your commentaries on that
3: um you know exploration for me it's the thing I, i when i was playing elite a lot faithfully let's say I did a lot of different things, but I did a lot of exploration. And for me, exploration was, um, I mean, I play in open pretty much all the time, including exploration, not that it really matters for exploration, but exploration was my solo activity within elite. I don't mean solo mode. I mean, it was for me, a very peaceful Zen kind of thing, looking for things that were beautiful. And it it almost reminded me of how you described, um, no Man's Sky started out like a very sort of not so much dark, but solitude, stoic solitude, beauty, quiet, cold, um, relaxing. You know, and uh, and I think it still is that, and that's the that's why it's you know this game loop in Elite still can do that. I find that when I play No Man's Sky or Star Citizen, at least for anything approaching exploration especially No man's sky it's like i'm eating a, cake, a can of cake frosting i can only take so much of it um in elite it has this k- sort of tranquil beauty and that's that's what still appeals to me about it and this this video is just like man that's that hits the mark absolutely
2: and so go ahead the, uh, Just to just just what you said earlier on kai um front uh, of every department in frontier the sounds team are world like leaders in my opinion they 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 do so such a good job with the sound in you know, Only dangerous um the for everything from like the, the sounds that thargoids make and and how kind of eerie and, and terrifying that is to like you say the environmental sounds the ship sound it, 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 i would still say that Frontier Sound Team and the sound effects of Elite Dangerous are the best, maybe that I that I've ever seen in a game.
1: Absolutely, patches. You had something on that.
5: Yeah, um, as I'm sure as you know, as a Canadian, I, I am an expert on the crunchiness of snow. Um, so this the sound, I mean, the sound team that this does is awesome. Like it's just the 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 kind of Zen moment. <laughs> um, and it just you 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 feel like you're actually on something tangible. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for snow rating I mean that that's easily you know ten moose antlers out of ten on on, on the sound. Um, but it's still like the planet. The game's still a little empty for me to come back. The sound is great. That's a, that's a, it's a good point, a good place to be. But it's still,
1: I don't know. it's it's, it's pretty, but I mean. Sometimes pretty is just is enough. I get it, brother. Uh, tweaked, and then we're moving on from this topic.
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of right there too. First off, props to to, to, to Breaker of Worlds. It's a great video. I had the same reaction. Oh, wow, that looks much much better. And DJ Wiley, great video too. Uh, the the planets didn't look like what they did in the Dev Diary, but they definitely looked a lot better. But I still contend, and Katie, you said it, and Patches, you just said it, and, and Roy. I know you're an explorer at heart, and I, I get. I'll, I have a lot of friends that are explorers. But what are you exploring at this point? What are you finding other than oohs and ahs and pretty things to see? Because then you move on to the next and try to find another ooh and ah, And I just need more gameplay. I think they've. I think Fdev has actually ruined me with every other game with appreciating the scenery. Really, at this point, because if there's not something to do i'm just bored i'm like okay that looks great what's next and and that's where i am with elite if i go out it, i want to feel the pull to get back into elite dangerous i really do but on console i don't have i don't even have this i have the same darkness everywhere i go on console right now hmm. so i don't know that i'll be going back to elite at any point in time anytime soon really and on the point of hello games turning it around one point I would make to that is they did it without charging a dime. Every update that they've released has been huge and it's been free. And okay. I don't know that FDev would go that distance to do this.
1: So I want to say two things real quick before we move on from this subject because we got stuff to get to. Number one, I see Breaker of Worlds is in the chat. Huge salute, big 07 to you, sir. Your video is fucking amazing and i've posted it we're putting it in the show notes i hope that a million people go and subscribe to you sir because you deserve it Uh, also likewise to dj wiley aka space hero youtube channel your content is legit the two of you put out amazing content that actually made a salty dog look at elite and say hmm maybe maybe i'll give it a shot uh so big love and salute to you You guys deserve a medal from Frontier for your MVP status. Um, So, yeah. Uh, All right. And that takes me to the next issue on the agenda, which was Dr. K. Her birthday is Sunday, August 8th, as we said. Uh, And I want to, number one... Give her a huge happy birthday and a shout-out, and number two, take this opportunity to transition into something else that I, I mentioned before, but I kind of want to hit it a little harder now because it, I feel like it needs to be. Not that long ago, maybe a month ago, whatever, there was an incident where somebody apparently started direct messaging Dr. K and saying like, I don't like Odyssey and I'm disappointed and you suck. and." blah, blah, blah. And I want to point out something. Okay. Number one, I am madly in love with Dr. K. She is a beautiful, brilliant, amazingly talented, uh, one in a million minds, one in a billion minds. Like you're talking about somebody, I forget which one I always confuse it, but she was a physicist at CERN or Fermi labs. One of the two, like the, the, the people that do the hedron collider, whatever she is like, legit fucking you know next level stephen hawking's mind type you know carl sagan brilliant and then took that and said you know what i want to challenge myself i'm going to go into doing video games and i'm also yes she has a phd absolutely and oh, I'm CERN. Yes, she worked at CERN. And oh, I'm going to uh, go and you know sort of uh, do a like a um, you know this video game. And I'm going to make a galaxy. And I'm going to do this and do that. And she is the person who made the um, Stellar Forge that created the galaxy that created all of the scenery and landscapes in horizons that that everybody loves so much she made that okay so when somebody works for a company and they make something brilliant there are two things that have to happen number one the the company has to let them management corporate the suits have to get out of the way and give them the money to make a beautiful thing. And then number two, they have to put in the work, the sweat, the tears, the blood to make that beautiful thing. So when a company, when a creative, a developer, an art designer, a sound designer of whatever, a creative, at your friendly game company whether we're talking about tony z or we're talking about you know uh 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 you know somebody from the ship design team or somebody from this or that or dr k when they when when a team puts out an amazing product they had to kill themselves working on it to make this wonderful thing for you to enjoy and as a separate issue that they have no control over management had to not stomp on them. Management had to let them. So the amazing thing that you're so much in love with from horizons, that was Dr. K doing amazing shit with her team and management, letting them the stuff that you don't like in odyssey. You can never tell, Oh, Oh, it's the creatives. They fucked up. I mean, maybe, It's possible, but you don't know. And you're kind of an asshole for accusing them of it when you kind of, your default position should be to assume that the creatives are giving it their all. Because let me tell you something if you play a video game, you invest hundreds of hours into making that game. The creatives who made it invested thousands of hours into making that game. At any point, though, management could fuck it up. And I am strongly of the opinion that there is zero creatives, zero devs, zero of the people that make the game that should be held to account for Odyssey, that should be belittled or have a grudge against or I don't like this or that for Odyssey. Same for Star Citizen, same for No Man's Sky. If any of those three companies if or games put out good products, it's because the creatives killed themselves to make an amazing thing and management stayed out of the way. If any of those three games, three, three companies put out shit products, you have to assume the only, to me, and I could be wrong, but you have to assume that management is at fault. That's what I assume with regard to Odyssey. I do not hold Dr. K, the sound team people, the, the, um, um, you know, uh, gameplay people, the direct, like the, the, the art people, the, this, the, that, the other, all of the people that built it, I don't hold them to blame for any of the fault of Odyssey and To be fair, there are some people that say Odyssey's great. What are you talking about? Okay, fine. But if you're a person that doesn't like Odyssey, let's just assume that. If that's the case, it is entirely unfair to blame the creatives. All of your wrath, all of your venom, all of your anger, all of your anything negative should be directed to one of two people, one of two groups, either A, management, or B, the community managers. And I say the community managers not because I say that this is their fault, but because that's who the company tells you to direct your shit to. They literally say, you got a complaint, you got a problem, you got a gripe, you got a bitch, you got a moan, direct it to the community managers or the forum through the email, through the complaint department, whatever. If the community managers, complaint department, that is their front that that is their player-facing sort of intake for those feelings. So I just want to go back and, number one, reiterate my love for Dr. K and, and, and wishing her the happiest of birthdays. And number two, tell everyone, if you think for one second that writing Dr. K or going on to her Twitch stream or in any way directing your shit to her you know is a valid or proper or good way to go about things you need to pull your head out of your ass don't don't do that leave the creatives alone put direct your anger at management and i i gotta call out the the whole thing with uh black maze that he put out a video i'm not saying that i'm directing this diatribe To Black Maze, this is to people who are being shitty. Black Maze put out a video that was very respectful and said, Dr. K, please help answer this question. I love the work that you did and yet I look at what's happening now and I don't like it. He didn't say, you screwed this up. He didn't say, you whatever. He said, I love and respect the work that you did in Horizons and I see it all going wrong in Odyssey. Please help answer this he wasn't blaming her he was saying this is a question that I would like you to maybe look into and answer and of course she's not gonna directly answer it that's not the way that that happens and he knew that too he was generating a bit of hype for his video and he did a good job of it to get um, sort of a reaction and he got his reaction and it is what it is but I was I just wanna make clear I was not trying to shit on him but to whoever it was that wrote her some nasty direct message in discord or if you if you tweet tweet her tweet twitter tweet I, I don't know if you tweet her if you go into her 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 twitch if or not just her any of the creatives and you yell at them assuming that this was what they wanted and not this was management fucking shit up you need to pull your head out of your ass all right I'm done with my little rant. Does anybody have anything they want to add to that?
3: No creative voted to release the game prematurely to meet a shareholder deadline. Strong agree. Anyone else, or you feel it's all covered?
1: I think you said it perfectly. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. Love you, Dr. K. I hope you have a happy birthday. I'm so sorry for some of the shit you've been dealing with this year but i have the absolute utmost faith in you Al am real quick they put out an episode this week it was great in that episode they covered multiple things you should go check it out uh you can find them on itunes any, any all of the places where podcasts are one of the things that they did say on there is that they've decided that they're going to start expanding their coverage uh Of other to other games. They're not gonna just cover Elite anymore. They're gonna cover other games. This is nothing new. Everybody has heard pretty much every content creator go along most of the content creators go along that route. So it is what it is. Frontier news. Patches. Not really. Newsletter. Update stuff. Nothing super informative. Streams tweaked. I did not watch any of the streams that they did, although I will be tomorrow watching the Thursday stream because I just heard that uh, that the Burrs were on it, and I absolutely love and adore the Burr Pit, the Burrs. So, uh, was there anything really good on the streams that you want to call out? Um, no, not really. They, The Tuesday stream, they basically
4: said it's not Super Cruise News this week because uh, we're putting that to every two weeks now, as they had said previously they were going to do, and... They did some community stuff. And then, as you said yesterday, the burrs were on showing how to use the wonderful new camera suite. So that was it. There was no news at all. Okay. Roy, take it away for Galnet and
3: Community Goals. Yeah. So uh, on Galnet, uh, August 2nd, we had Marlinists in crisis after the Starport bombings. Um, Yeah. You know, they're bombing each other and they've uh, just lots of messages going back and forth. And One of the first ministers is dead and uh, just a lot of chaos Um, and varying opinions across the bubble about uh, what to do about that. Um, August 3rd, superpowers respond a new onion head. Um, Just kind of the tale of the story about the new variant being produced and it's still illegal. Uh, August 5th, federal forces combat new rebellion. That's setting up the CG so you can fight for the feds or against the feds to effect which systems may or may not secede. And then one that just came out uh, since we've been on air, August 6th, Thargoid cultists prepare for religious voyages. So this is the, the Thargoid cultists, the folks that uh, are treating the Thargoids as, um, you know, emissaries from beyond uh, apparently are loading up in three mega ships. One's going to sort of truck around the bubble. I guess, recruiting people. And the others are going to be set up for long-range journeys. So that's kind of interesting to see where that goes. Um, That's the Galnet news. And I just mentioned the community goals for against the feds to figure out who secedes or doesn't. Okay. So, yeah.
1: Good deal. Uh, That CG is set up such that the higher the number of... I mean, if... If it's a tie, one system leaves... If the levers win by, you know, more than one tier, then it adds to the number of systems that go. Interesting stuff. If you are following all of that, then, yeah, have have fun with that. Um, based on the numbers, it doesn't look like and a low. lot of people are. Yeah. yeah. But the people that are are overwhelmingly by like a factor of 10 going in favor of the, you know, help the people find freedom instead of being under the, you know, under the heel of the Federation. So yeah, good, good, good stuff. Uh, All right. Let's talk about real quick, the changes from patch six. Now that we've had some more time to live with them. Number one, the camera suite change is actually much better than the patch notes indicated. Uh, that invisible wall, that doesn't seem it doesn't seem to stop the camera from, say, flying circles around a fleet carrier, but rather it just stops you from seeing stuff you shouldn't see, like behind the door at a Guardian site. So the way that it said it in the patch notes, it made it seem like, ah, they just switched the fade to black with an invisible wall. No, no. Only in certain cases. It seems like... Camera suite is way way better, so salute, good job. Um, the planetary scanning heat map uh, for for life forms now lingers much longer, right through to just about the end of the planetary approach glide, which makes for a much better experience if you're trying to scan biologicals. Uh, they fixed the borked update uh, to uh, patch six that was locked. Uh, they had that AMD thing, and it literally was locked for the first several days for to performance mode only you couldn't uh switch it to a mode because like even amd was like don't use the performance mode in anything other than the most dire of circumstances because it degrades the video uh the the, the image too much um yeah frontier had it locked to just that in their um, for whatever reason i don't want to ascribe motive but they fixed it so now you can set it to uh, a good mode you can set it to a balance or whatever so good good for them um, the elite, uh, discussion topic, we're going to just hit this super, super brief because we're super late, but I want to give a huge shout out to community manager, Sally Morgan Moore. Uh, she's been killing it lately. Uh, she's been killing critics with kindness and acting as a human issue tracker. If you remember back early in June frontier on multiple times through their community manager, uh, art told me, uh, stated that. They knew the issue tracker was broke. They were gonna—they had a fix for it. They were gonna give us more details on that before the end of the month of June. It is now August. They have not said another word about that. But Sally has been acting as a human issue tracker and following up directly with people, enlisting people who had complaints and issues to gather more data and funneling that, however it is it's happening, it seems to be getting through to the appropriate devs and she's having success and results with getting back okay i got this answer for you we got this fixed we got something in the works we got this we got that the camera suite thing with sally um getting the 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 soundtrack and login stuff for for uh lepers uh sally uh, multiple things it's like oh this problem and sally's like okay we're on the case i got a fix it's gonna come and then like two days later three days later a fix like multiple things so if i'm gonna criticize frontier when they do wrong i definitely also want to salute them when they do right and sally's getting it done i don't know what needs to happen to make more of that but if anyone is listening that has any power whatsoever still uh yeah More of that. That is good. And while we're at it, uh, this video that I saw with the uh, 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 Breaker of Worlds, with the the ice planet, like, okay, let's just put it straight, Frontier. You're not going to out Star Citizen Star Citizen. So they're doing, they have more people and more money and more tech, and they're doing a better job than you at certain things making stations and making in-depth loops of stuff and making ship interiors while we're at it and all these things. You're not going to outdo them at what they do. What you have, what you have that's golden pretty much that other people don't have is two things. You have exploration and you have anti-Xeno combat in a, in a way that's super meaningful and interesting. And you have a phenomenal top-notch flight model for combat, for PvP, for whatever. So you need to start divesting yourself of grind loops that you need to start divesting yourself of anything that keeps people away from those three things. The three areas where you're better than everyone else is the exploration, the AX combat, and the PvP. Any grind that gets people away from, that keeps people from those, you need to get rid of. Anything you can do to add meaningful stuff to those three things, to those loops, you need to add to it. It's that simple. You do three things better than everyone else. Star Citizen does a hundred things better than you. Stop trying to do the things that they do better And go do the things that you do better. Uh, Anybody real quick want to hop in with a comment on that?
2: I think you're absolutely right. I think that that is, I mean, you've got got to be blunt at this point. You've got to, you know, um, just tell it like it is. And that is like it is. Yeah, definitely.
3: I think one of the reasons why exploration isn't dead is because there isn't much grind to it. Hmm. You don't have to grind forever to prepare for it or to continue doing it. But in in and of itself, it can get boring,
1: as I think uh, Patches, McFluffy said, like, they need to put... I think they need to use Procgen to put more stuff out there to make
3: that exploration more meaningful. I I, I think. I I don't disagree with that. I'm saying, though, that the level to which that's necessary I think is more of a personal taste thing and, like, what what, what are you getting out of the game? Um, are you, are you going there for, uh, uh, you know, uh, serotonin or adrenaline, which one, you know, it's different. And, um, I would love to see more proc gen, but good Lord, I don't want to see the kind of circus that's in no man's sky, uh, on every planet I go to in the late. That would, that would, that would be them trying to out no man's sky, no man's sky. Oh, I get it. It be a wrong direction. I agree a hundred percent.
1: Anybody else before we close out this one? Yeah, uh, no, I, I mean- agree. Totally Oops. with
4: what you were saying with getting rid of the grind and everything. The problem is, is we still have seen no sign of that. They doubled down on the grind with, with Odyssey and and they don't seem to realize that that's a mistake. So I, I just don't have any faith that they're going to realize that they got to focus on what they do good. And the grind is not the gameplay. Oh, well, You're not wrong. Patches. So the thing I want to just add on on tweaks is they've
5: added to the grind and, and me who has, you know, uh, a family that, that I'm, you know, dealing, dealing with anyways, that I have in the back, you know, as my real life thing, I have a job and stuff. My playtime is very limited. So I'm less interested in something that I need thousands and thousands of hours to, to basically grind out. I'm just, you know, over exaggerating versus something I can get a quick fast fix that I find star citizen has versus elite but like you said you you can focus on the things you're good at and then knowing that they're focused on those and that game is specific to, to that those three things when i have time to focus on those three things i'm reaching for that particular you know cup of
1: coffee versus you know another i get it man 100 that takes us to real life science Katie, take it away.
2: So we had um, an amazing article by the New York Times uh, this week: "The Silent Pulse of the Universe." I changed astronomy forever, but he won the Nobel Prize for it. And this is by uh, Jocelyn. This is about rather Jocelyn Bell Burnell. Jocelyn Bell Burnell, um, from Northern Ireland, um, born a Quaker, uh, and in the 1940s, she was told that she wasn't supposed to go to science class with the boys. Rather, she was sent to domestic sciences, i.e. cooking and homemaking, with all of the girls. Um, But being a Quaker, um, as she stated in in the video, um, they believe that there is a part of God in every person, and so that everyone should be entitled to go and study what they want to study, um, quite rightly. Um, So they were able to get her into the the science class, uh, along with two other girls. Um, and she continued her education showing an aptitude and love for all things science. Um, Fred Hoyle, the author of Frontiers in Astronomy, was one of her childhood heroes and inspirations in her wanting to be a radio astronomer. Um, she continued in this manner and was eventually accepted into Cambridge University, where she worked under Tony Hewish on his project to build a radio telescope array. Um, crazy looking thing as well. It's like a field full of cables on on like... Grids and stuff, amazing! Amazing to see in the video. Um, he proposed the project, and dozens of people um, chipped in to to build it and arrange it. Then, after its completion, she monitored it solo all day, every day, while he lectured. Um, the purpose of the array was specifically to gather information on quasars, and she found very odd signals uh, that later turned out to be the discovery of a pulsar. She reported it to Tony who said it was just interference, but she didn't agree. Uh, the next time she got this pulse, she set up the recordings to go faster on her own and gathered the detailed information, proving that it was not interference. After proving that it wasn't interference, she reported her findings in details to Tony Hewish, who then took this data to Martin Ryle, the head of the department, and they set up a whole new study and published their, uh, published their findings, completely minimising her work in discovering the pulsar. Interestingly, later, when Tony received a Nobel Prize for it, her childhood role model, Fred Hoyle, spoke up to say that it was wrong and that she, should not, she was not credited with the discovery. Um, at the time, she was minimised and demeaned uh, with Tony interviewed about, it, uh, about the science and reporters asking her what her measurements were and if she was single and if she could undo her t- top buttons for a good photograph. Now she's widely respected in the field and applauded in academic circles as the discoverer of the Pulsar. She even won a prestigious award, the Breakthrough Prize, which among astrophysicists is sort of thought of much like the Oscars. And along with this, she won an award of $3 million for her Institute Physics Department to aid in the PhD programme to provide research grants for minorities. And she continues to educate and inspire to this day as a professor of astrophysics at the University of Oxford and as a fellow of Mansfield College. Absolutely. So it's sad that, you know, that, that there was a time where women were not respected in these fields and uh, watching the video as well, the, 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 it, it's amazing when she recounts some of the tr- treatment she received, especially in the university, where she was the only woman in a class of 50 men. Uh, yeah it's really really you know really sad that these things that these things have occurred um, in the past
1: huge salute to ben proudfoot for making this amazing documentary uh the silent pulse of the universe huger the hugest of all salutes to uh uh jocelyn uh bell burnell uh for for being uh, an amazing astrophysicist and an inspiration to not only girls but to just humans uh to, to be excellent in their field. She was so gracious. She actually wrote a letter when, when people asked about it and she's like, well, no, I understand. This is the way of things, it's okay. He got the award, this is that and the other and I'm not bitter about it, it's okay. I just want to continue to do good work and whatever and I appreciate you acknowledging that, you know, I was the one that found the the, 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 the details. Like just, there are so many hist- stories through history of you know, the computers, like there was literally a staff of women that did the, the maths for, uh, the Harvard, uh, uh, astronomer, astronomical, whatever group, they called them computers. Like literally they called it, that was a thing that like, they didn't have computers yet. They called the people who did it. They didn't even bother to name them. They just called them the women that did it, the computers. So if you go see the movie hidden figures, there's a, uh, An amazing thing of a bunch of women of color who you know did high-level maths for for nasa for for these amazing you know projects or whatever and and so many people of 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 this minority or that or whatever that have been minimized and sort of put to the side but have just done amazing work in all of these fields and we don't know their names and and that is a tragedy you should know the name jocelyn bell burnell you should go watch the video it is an amazing and inspiring this is an amazing woman this is not a a a victim this is not a whatever this is a success story this is a person who overcame and just every step of the way said oh it's not fair it slanted against me okay i'm gonna still succeed screw you uh so just all the love in the world and, and respect to Jocelyn bell now and an amazing, amazing uh, documentary by uh, um, Ben Proudfoot. So, yeah,
3: great, great story, Katie. Uh, Roy. Yeah, up next, we've got a fascinating video from uh, Scott Manley on how to Starlink satellites navigate to their final operational orbits. Uh, if you enjoy seeing really really cool data visualizations you'll love this uh plus it's it, it taught me a lot of things i i didn't know about how these um spacex you know starlink satellites work um by now you've probably heard about the the thousands of starlink satellites that spacex is launching to low earth orbit to eventually provide high-speed internet to most of the earth's surface um, in this video this week um, Scott Manley described the really clever way that these satellites, thousands of them, get to their final orbits. Rather than completely brute forcing it with thrusters and propellant, they use some tricks of gravity and sort of the geometry of the planet to, uh, to, to put them in the right place. It's a very complex operation, and Scott has created beautiful visualizations using some of his own custom-programmed uh, Python code. Um, you may have heard about how um, strings of these uh, satellites are causing headaches for um, astrophotographers. Um, that's not really what this is about. But it's a, it's to point out that um, the, the, the way these things are launched, they're launched in these sort of clumps. Uh, big, big clumps of these get shoved out the back of the rocket when it gets to orbit. And after they've drifted apart a little bit, they... Unfold and orient themselves. And and because of how low these orbits are initially, they can take advantage of a gravity effect caused by the Earth um, not being perfectly spherical. So the Earth has a bulge around its equator, and this makes the the gravity field uneven as the satellites uh, go around it, and it causes them to precess. uh, Precession, it's called. So the axes of their orbits themselves, the, the orbit rotates around the Earth about four degrees per orbit. And his, his visualizations are really helpful to understand really how this works. And so um, each of the satellites has this little ion engine on it, and they don't use that for uh, shifting the plane of the orbit, per se. What they do is they simply raise or lower the altitude of the individual orbit. And because that changes how much of this precession happens because of the bulge in the Earth, they can use that to, in a very precise way to get each of the thousands of these satellites to end up in the right you know, the right plane and the right part in the, in the ring of the orbit, uh, by the time it's done. And so once they've got it in the right plane, they again, use the altitude adjustment and that, you know, when they go up higher, they go slower. When they're down lower, they go faster. So this helps to make it so that in in a given, in a given ring of the orbit, they all get evenly, evenly spaced out. Uh, definitely worth watching the visualizations of this, because it's, uh, I think it's just fascinating and it's, it's a little hard to understand unless you can see these these great uh, videos he's made to, to explain it. So well worth checking out. First off, Roy, how
1: dare you call out the Earth's bulge around the equator? It's during COVID. The Earth hasn't been able to get out to the gym. And Kentucky Fried Chicken is still open. So stop it. Uh, <laughs> tweaked, you're up. All right. Up next, we
4: have a little story. Astronomers have found signs of a planet that may have a life-supporting atmosphere, according to a study published just yesterday. The study focuses on a planetary system named after the star that it orbits, L98-59, which is just 35 light-years from Earth. Using a telescope placed in Chile, they were able to find a rocky planet with half the mass of Venus as well as an ocean world in this solar system, but most excitedly, they found a fifth planet in the habitable zone, which is the the Goldilocks zone. It's not too hot, it's not too cold, so things could, you know, possibly live there. And it, they think it has the possibility of liquid water on the surface as well. So they're hoping to be able to get some satellites and stuff like that up that way. To the, I mean, thirty five light years is still like an enormous amount away from us and with our technology right now, but we're, we're starting to find this stuff ever so much closer to home. And it's kind of exciting. It seems like every day there's another story like this coming out.
1: Yes. They uh, actually scientists knew that it was a rocky uh, planet when they had the uh, radio telescopes pointed at it and they heard, I All right. That was my uh bad joke for the night. Uh Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <clears throat> all right, that takes us he to <laughs> uh, No, Rocky, you know. Yo, hey, uh, hey, okay. hey. he was a mumble mumblebag. Like that's how he talked the whole movie. Oh, all right, never mind. Oh, never mind. Okay. Screw screw all of you guys. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, jokes are good when you explain <laughs> them. All right. Uh let's go ahead and take it to Roy Stories cuz we got to close this night cuz it's tomorrow almost.
3: We now return to Roy Stories, Season 3, Tales from Tawanta, Episode 3, The War Room.
1: Wilson Port, Tawanta, 3305, July 17th, 717 a.m. Galactic Standard Time. Commander Austin Graves sat down at his console in the official to -to order war room in Wilson Port. He'd had four hours of cot time and was feeling, if not refreshed, then functional. He quickly reviewed the events of the night. Firstly, the good news. Central Command had taken on the task of directing strategy. They had taken his report on board and gone for a full mobilization. Lucrative wet work. Black Ops and combat missions were funded. Authorization for the use of performance enhancers and combat stims was granted. However, that's where the good news ended. There were a number of setbacks. The least of the problems was that his distraction plan had utterly failed. He had hired some privateers to attack Black Wildwood Ranch. He had hoped that this distraction would divide the Burian Protectorate Forces for the initial attacks. However, due to bad luck or superior intelligence gathering, some independent pilots from the Burr Pit dropped into the region surrounding the installations just before the pirates made their assault. The pirates saw two Corvettes and a Cutter drop from super just before they did and decided to break off from their attack. Worse than that, put two and two together and came up with five, and now suspect him of setting them up for an ambush. They have vanished and are ignoring all attempts to make contact. Those assets were now out of action. The next most serious problem was that the main force assaults were not going as well as planned. Central Command had taken his warning about the Burr Pit commander seriously and had organized the initial strikes to be hit-and-run attacks on Burrian Protectorate forces. Unfortunately, the strike forces were too small, so about half of the engagements were won by the opposition. It was only a matter of time before the Burr Pit pilots managed to get to a conflict zone while the engagement was still ongoing. It happened five times since the war started. Twice it went badly, the other three times it went disastrously. Commanders Venomex, Petrinus, and Thomason each wiped out a Spec Ops wing and went on to rout the Order forces. Central Command had since changed tactics and had ordered attacks in force. That way, the numerical superiority of the order would come into play. If only the Pit pilots could be neutralized. He had a plan to do just that. He had hired an assassin from the Empire to deal with them for one million credits per pilot. The assassin had arrived yesterday and had been provided the access codes to the security camera network. However, the assassin was supposed to check in three hours ago and didn't. The security cameras only showed him entering his hotel room. He hadn't been seen since. The officer that he had just relieved had sent a security team to the hotel room, but the assassin was not there. The room just contained two business suits, toiletries, a flight suit, and a remlock, And a travel case with three empty slots for a disc-shaped object ten centimeters in diameter and three centimeters deep. But no person. The bed had not even been slept in. Commander Graves logged into the security system and checked the audit logs to see if the assassin had used the access codes. He had at 8 p.m. on the camera outside the hotel entrance from a terminal in his room, and then again at 10 p.m. to the same camera from the same terminal. Seven minutes after that, his access codes were used to access 25,000 other cameras in the space of 30 seconds from the first camera he had accessed. Just before the assassin was due to check in, all 25,001 cameras spontaneously rebooted themselves. Commander Graves paused, staring at his terminal. He closed his eyes and took a few deep breaths. He opened his eyes and sent a message to the information security team letting them know about the security breach, and another message to station operations telling them to schedule a firmware upgrade for all 412,311 security cameras in the station. He felt sick to his stomach. Other than the footage of him entering the station and the access of the security cameras, there was no trace of the assassin. This worried him deeply. What had happened? If the opposition could neutralize a highly skilled assassin and hacker without leaving even the slightest trace, then the situation was dire. He could only hope that the assassin was still pursuing his mission. All right, as ever huge salute to Roy to the cast uh, except for this week that narrator sounded like a dick uh, huge huge salute to mana Hive. huge huge salute to uh, captain Thomason commander Thomason and the burr pit uh, for for you know creating the place where this story was written and and writing the story um, we're way late, so we're gonna skip everything else and say good night to the beautiful people. We ain't rating shit. We're just saying good night. Uh, Katie, say good night
2: to the beautiful people. Good night, everybody. I hope you have a lovely weekend, and I look forward to seeing you in Star Citizen 3.14! I look forward to seeing you in
1: Horizon. Uh, Roy, say good night to the beautiful people.
3: Good night, everyone. I'll see you in the verses.
1: All right, tweet, say good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us, and shazmak nanu nanu. <laughs> shazmak nanu nanu. Commander Patches McFluffy, say night to the beautiful people.
5: Night, everybody. This has been a really good experience.
1: Right on. And I'm going uh, to say uh, to, as a t- tip of the hat to my, my boy Commander Dubs, I'm going to say, citizens, commanders, travelers, remember... Stay strapped or get clapped. Oh, shit. I forgot the last part. Uh, we're in the chat. So join us in the Discord uh, after the song plays and, and come hang out with us. It, it'll be fun. I promise. Or, I mean, whatever. If not, your money back.
7: The paved paradise put up a parking lot With a pink hotel boutique and a swinging heart spot Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got till it's gone They paved paradise, put up a parking lot They paved paradise, put up a parking lot Put 'em in a tree museum And they charge other people A dollar and a half just to see them Ooh, don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got till it's gone They paved paradise, put up a parking lot They paved paradise, put up a parking lot In a big yellow taxi, took away my old man Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got? Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got? Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone?